Hello, everybody. My name is Ethan Becker, and I'm the it Chris Jericho was always talking about. My name's Aaron Stuvey, and I'm the third major brother. <laughs> and this is the Shoot in Progress podcast. Hello. We are back. As, as Eminem once said, guess who's back? Back again. Did the we ever really back. leave? I don't think we ever did really leave. In the hearts of all of our fan, we... Yes! <laughs> we love you, Jim! <laughs> really hope you just no-scoped the name on that. Just, oh, God, if I did! <laughs> Imagine just like, they do know me. <laughs> but this is the podcast where each week Aaron Snoovy and I sit down and we discuss all things wrestling related from pay-per-view pay-per-view previews and reviews as well as roundtables and editorials and this week we're taking you back in time and we are going to go back to the very beginning the, the 1930s beginning. Of, yeah no, no. <laughs> the 1910s strangler lewis frank gotch <laughs> no we are going to be talking about how aaron and i got into wrestling and even touching briefly on wrestling philosophies and perhaps even some favorite wrestling memories with each other how good how sweet and how and how this whole podcast came to be it's kind of it's kind of like the pilot we never did we correct we 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 pilot part two we have this awesome and we have our title (laughs) uh we have this awesome idea for our pilot only eight episodes in ah perfect (laughs) but first it's everybody's favorite segment it's This Week in Wrestling. Oh, good. Here we go. And yes, it's the segment where I catch Aaron up on all the things happening in wrestling because I tend to watch week to week while Aaron does not. I can't wait. And yeah, it's, you know, there's not a whole lot yeah. uh, stupid going on because this segment has always been I mean, to, it's like, going to, they're going to put the out their, thing. everyone's going to put their best foot forward because it's WrestleMania season. Yeah, it's Mania season. So, and so there's not Everything a whole lot. is going to be pretty good just like a few stupid here and there yeah i mean i don't i didn't i don't have anything for aw this week because oh thank god i didn't watch aw because i can't handle that right now we're two very busy boys and i just could not handle watching aw i could not handle that mental stress uh it probably would have caused me to have a breakdown i had to watch raw late i was catching up on smackdown just before the recording of this so but it's mania season. It's mania season. Every, everybody knows it's mania season. It's the most wonderful time of the year for the WWE. And now, finally, we are having some mania matches come together. Yes. This is... At long last. In recent memory, this is the latest we've ever gone, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Mania is in what? Two, three like weeks? Three weeks. And we haven't had like a solid match declared until the raw after fast lane yeah well it's which is weird we've known actually that's not true we had one we had one match declared which was bobby lashley and drew mcintyre which shouldn't have been declared before fast lane no it shouldn't so it it's odd because we because we've had matches like quote unquote declared uh for a little while like um we've but so we've known kind of the we've yeah. known the competitors in matches, but not the yeah. actual matches. Right. So like we knew Edge was going. So to we be knew it would be Edge versus Roman, but now it has been changed. Like has, changes yeah. have happened. We, we knew. I wouldn't even say we knew it was Edge versus Roman. I I would say we knew it was going to be Edge at Mania, 
But I don't even think we knew the champion well, until Elimination Chamber. Well, yeah, Elimination Chamber, but that was that's two months away from Mania, which and is, that's which about pretty, when when things start to come together. Yeah, which is a pretty decent. Yeah, that's time. usually when things come together. And of course, we always had the uh, the inklings and the fantasy bookings and all that, right? Everybody probably could have guessed that it was going to be the Fiend versus uh, Randy Orton at Mania, which I'm still kind of blah on, but I hope it's all right. Yeah, we'll talk about the Fiend. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch briefly on since we were not able to do a podcast last week, we are gonna touch briefly on Fastlane, and we're just gonna kind of stick uh, my Fastlane review. Oh good, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was a very busy boy. So I'm just going to kind of touch on some of the big things. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll I'll run through the matches quick. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Sa- Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, Banks and Belair lost, and they kind of they're. They're doing like a pseudo heel turn on Banks. You you know how like when you have two faces going against each other and so you have to have one be kind of a dick? Yeah. That's kind of what they're doing with Banks. Yeah. Where they haven't explicitly made her a heel, but they they're just kind of having her be a dick. Yeah. Uh yeah. Up next, Big E versus Apollo Crews. God, don't you hate when a great match is ruined by an awful finish? Absolutely. This was a wonderful match. Uh, Biggie got a little too much heat, <laughs> arguably coming out because like he just started kicking the shit out of Apollo. Nice. Uh, and then Apollo just stopped selling, and <laughs> started being up uh, Biggie. And there was a kind of like roll up reversal mm-hmm. type deal where it was maybe botched, or it was maybe just unclear. But big. Uh, Biggie gets to win. Apollo Crews beats him up afterwards. Okay. Uh, we know now that we're going to have those two at Mania. Okay. Uh, after that was... Was that Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura? I don't know. Was it? I didn't watch it. It, it might have been. Uh, no. No. I apologize. It was. It's the match that I keep forgetting about because it never really happened. Shane McMahon ver- versus Braun Strowman. Uh, they cut to a pre-show kind of recording of Shane training in ring and he blows his knee and he is he comes out with his knee all wrapped up uh-huh. and he can't fight and they were going to call the match off but Elias had approached him backstage and said listen I want to perform at Mania I want to play my song there uh, and Shane said okay you can do that but first you have to beat Braun Strowman oh so okay, it was basically five minutes of Braun Strowman destroying Elias. Yeah, okay. Following that was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Of course, Shinsuke was fighting on behalf of his fallen brethren Cesaro, who Rollins had curb stomped twice backstage. Good match. Rollins sure. wins. Sure. Continue on with that story. After that, we had Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. In the match that took forever. I believe it. Uh, these guys went all over the place. Uh, just just started out by battering each other. It was exactly what we talked about. It was a Hoss match. It was good in spots. It got it ran too long. Uh, McIntyre wins. He's going to go to Mania. Yeah. face Bobby Lashley. Yay. Probably become a three-time world champion. Yeah. In the span of a year. I 
I hate not caring about the WWE Championship. I hate not caring about Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Like, I hate I hate that they've made me just not care about it's him. It's just, I, I always want to be invested in and care about like the big the big titles especially the wwe title but for this it's just like i don't i don't care anymore yeah i'm just kind of burnt out on it i'm like turn the bleh. turn the channel to nxt where they're going to have finn balor versus carrion cross <gasps> oh boy is that gonna be a good match uh that's gonna be awesome i'm really excited for takeover uh so after that was I believe after that was Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Aaron, we guessed on the fast lane preview. I want you to guess now. Over under how many RKOs were hit in this match? Were hit in the match? From the time Orton made his entrance to the time he left. Well, considering I because we well, we made our bets. We were asking whether or not Alexa would eat an RKO, but we did not count if The Fiend would eat any RKOs. Did Alexa eat an RKO? I think she ate one. Alexa did not eat an RKO. Oh. Uh, instead, they kind of like... I would bet, had... my guess, my prediction is The Fiend ate four RKOs and still stood up. <laughs> no, that's saved for the Mania match. Oh, right. Uh, no, instead they had the Alexa Bliss kind of runs around. She tries to kill Randy Orton with a lighting rig. Nice. That falls from the ceiling. <laughs> then she sits. Just a Looney Tunes cartoon. Really yeah, she is. drops a piano on him. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, actually, she got out the wrecking ball and just <laughs> on a crane. Uh, so Alexa Bliss, of course, dressed like her schoolgirl self, like she is. Mm -hmm. This becomes important later. Okay. So she sits up on the top turnbuckle. And it's kind of like, come on, Randy, come get me. And, and the fiend that. appears in her in that same outfit. <laughs> no, dinger. And, and uh, Randy I'm trying Orton, here. And Randy Orton kind of what? That would be amazing. <laughs> with with the with Hello. the like with the knee high converse just like <laughs> laced all the way up. <laughs> that would be amazing. Book it, Vince. <laughs> uh, no, instead, Randy starts to walk towards her. Uh huh. And the fiend's hand shoots up from under the ring, grabs Orton's ankle, and the fiend comes up looking completely burnt. And I'm not going to lie, kind of a little terrifying. Okay. Like, I'm I'm kind of sold back on the fiend. Yeah. Like, the fiend feels for me like an abusive relationship. <laughs> Because every time I buy in and I trust so much and I love him so much and they always hurt me. And then I feel the same way. And then Bray Wyatt always does something where I'm like, I'm back. Oh, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. back, Bray. I, I love you, Bray. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of the latest iteration of that. Uh, and yeah, I think I think it looks really cool. I think having the, this be like the Megadeth version the Megadeth. of The Fiend is cool. The fiend just gets spookier and spookier every time he's defeated. <laughs> he, he just every time pinned. you take him down, he comes back even spookier. He gets pinned on Mania, comes back raw after Mania. Is that Mel Gibson? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> uh, anyways, Aaron, again, no sells one of my jokes. That's what I'm here for. And then after the fiend versus... Well, it was Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. And so... Uh, Bliss kicks Orton in the back, shoots him into the fiend for his sister Abigail. Bliss covers Orton. Wait, is this by... match no DQ? 
No. Okay. Uh, the ref had, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, Orton took a couple steps at the beginning of the match mm-hmm. towards Alexa, who raised her arms like Kane and fire shot up out of the And the, the ref disappeared. And the ref took, you only saw it in the corner. When you watch, look in the corner of your screen and you'll see it. But the ref kind of takes a flop bump out of the ring. Okay. And so the ref so fell I figured, out of the ring. No, you explain like, there's a lot happening that a ref probably wouldn't allow. No, 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 no. The ref was out of commission for the mo- majority of this match. Although, the ref plays it real cool sliding into the ring and seeing The Fiend again. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Played it real cool with that. Uh, didn't freak out in the least. Just did, kept his head down, did his job. That's what we That's want. That's a professional. He's a professional. Oh, a giant monster. Just another day on Raw. <laughs> I dealt with Kane. I can deal with this. <laughs> so, Alexa Bliss covers Randy Orton by... There's no other way I can describe just just sitting on his crotch. Okay. Uh, she sits like split legged on his crotch, as if they're as if they are about to have sex. It's very weird. Made even weirder by the fact that apparently Randy Horton's wife was pissed off at this. Okay. <laughs> uh, she sent out a tweet after it happened saying you. She added Alexa Bliss and then said, you done fucked up, little girl. Which So we found Alexa's Mania match. (laughs) Yeah, so we know Alexa's Mania match. Kim Orton, everybody. Uh, (laughs) The true heir to the RKO. The true heir to the RKO. After that... Oh, sorry, the KKO. (laughs) Never mind. I'm moving on. Uh, After that, I want you to guess, I looked at the... Time. Mm-hmm. How much time was left for Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan with Edge as a special guest enforcer? Seven minutes. 45 minutes. Oh, boy. I knew it was going to go one way or the other. Yeah, I yeah, should have known. I should have known when Edge was involved. Long. Like, and, oh. But here's the thing it didn't feel like it. Like, this uh-huh. was. This was objectively the best match on the card. Okay. we I think we hit the nail on the head when we were like, yeah, it's going to be a great match. It was a great match. Uh, finish came. This is the finish. Uh, Reigns is in the corner. Uh, Brian goes for his like knee thing that he does in the corner. Yeah. Reigns can, does a little turn thing and stands directly in front of the referee. Brian hits the turnbuckle. Reigns ducks. Brian hits the ref with a knee. And the commentators just put over that. Now Edge is in charge. <laughs> <laughs> is that how that works? It's like when the president dies. Yeah, it's just yeah. like when the referee goes down. <laughs> the if there's an enforcer around, they yeah. take charge. Yeah. If the vice president falls ill, the speaker of the house is heir to the throne. Uh, yeah. Wait. If so. so, if the special guest enforcer goes down, is Michael Cole in charge? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's. <laughs> No, it's, it's got to be the timekeeper who comes yeah, in yeah, next after say, that. Actually, actually there's got to su- be what's the chain of command actually, on refs? Surprise, surprise fact referee, special informer, Greg Hamilton. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> it's the in ring announcer. <laughs> who knew that? It's that chain of be, command. It's yeah. just like, how far oh. back do we need to go before like Michael Cole has to come in and, <laughs> and ref the match? He's, He's after Hamilton. <laughs> okay. Yeah, unless unless King is involved, in which case he's jolted up to first. That's true. He is uh, the king after all. He is. Anyways, 
Uh, yeah, so Edge kind of slides into the ring, and they, they kind of start the match over a little bit, fighting. Daniel Bryan hits knee on Roman Reigns, hits a knee accidentally on Edge, which <laughs> I love that we were talking about this with Yeah, he hit a knee on Edge, and I would have loved if they were just like, and now it's Greg Hamilton. Like, he is now the referee. We got two of them are down. <laughs> Next in command. It's the timekeeper. Uh, Bryan pulls back, locks in the yes lock on Roman Reigns. This is an interesting fact that I did not know. Roman Reigns taps out uh-huh. for the first time in his career. I don't believe you. I looked it up. You looked it up. Because I know that's something that they put over with John Cena, and it's not true. It's not. I they know say, not like, true. John Cena's never tapped out when he has. He's tapped out to the ankle lock. Yeah. But. it. Uh, yes. I looked it up. It is the first time, at least by what. The very, very cursory research, I'll say, that I have done. Okay. I have not found Roman Reigns tapping out. Interesting. Granted, I have just YouTubed Roman Reigns taps out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is the research that I did. Okay. Uh, he might have done it on a house show, but those aren't canon. So, anyways. However, he taps out, but nobody is around to see it. And Edge pulls back a chair and hits Daniel Bryan in the back, causing Daniel Bryan to break the submission. Uh, Roman Reigns kind of crawls, does the injured, like, crawl pin, right? Mm-hmm. And the ref slides in, regains control. One, two, three. Edge walks away, having turned heel. Hold on. Saying, I, <coughs> uh, side note. Yeah. I Did you find it? I looked up if Roman Reigns had tapped out. Yeah. And what I what I got was a quote from a What Culture article. Oh, really? That says, uh, how many times has Roman Reigns tapped out? It says, Roman Reigns, of course Roman Reigns hasn't tapped out. To have him do so would be to admit that he's just the same as everyone else on the WWE roster. <laughs> from 2015. Is that also, yeah, we're right that Roman Reigns has it's never 2018. tapped out. Uh, According to What Culture, f- from 2018, he had not at that point. And he, he ha- I don't think he's tapped out since then. Yeah. So... Because uh, he's basically been WWE champion since then, or facing Brock, yeah, who doesn't have a submission finisher for some reason. Uh, an MMA guy without a submission finisher. <laughs> Ask me how that happens. <laughs> Hold on. Here's so, here's an interesting thing. Okay. We like our trivia. Yes. Here, in front of me, I have ten wrestlers okay. who never tapped out. Okay. Can you name three of them? Can I count Roman Reigns? No. Fuck. Okay. I would um, say I would say five, but I'll go with three. Yes, please say three because I'm not going to get five. I'm going to say, and they span a long ways, a long ways back. Like there's like some from like the 80s. Okay. There's so from there's some from every from every era. Okay. I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. Mm, not on this list. Not on the list. Okay. It's surprising to me actually. Uh, okay, well, then I'm going to go with my gut and say Undertaker. Nope. Undertaker's tapped? Maybe. I, I'm literally looking at an article that says 10 wrestlers who have never tapped out. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I don't have a comprehensive list in front of me, no, but no, there's 10 I've... here. This is this is a pull, and I don't think it's right. But also, I'm thinking about like who he's faced, and they don't really have submission finishers. Luthez? 
No. We, it doesn't go that far back. It doesn't go back to Not Luthes. that far back. It doesn't go back to Luthes. So the earliest is probably 80s then. Yes. Okay. And it's, it'll make sense. Like, it makes sense. Okay, they never tapped out. Oh, well, <laughs> I have one. I have absolutely one. Uh-huh. Zach Gowan. <laughs> oh. Not on the list, unfortunately. But does count. That's one. Uh, uh, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> give this to me. I'll, give this I'll, to me. I'll tell you what's listed as number one because you'll never get this one. Okay. One of them is Jim Duggan. What? Jim Duggan never tapped out. Hacksaw? Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Jim never Duggan. Out. Really? Oh, shit. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, is he on there? I think I don't know. Are they counting the Mania Thirteen? I assume because like he lost the match by submission, but he didn't tap. Yeah, because that's the weird thing is that I know Mania Thirteen was built around the fact that Austin had never tapped. So I'm gonna, but, but that's not one of them. He had Austin has lost by submission. Okay, give me give me the wrestlers. Okay, from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Roman Reigns no longer counts. Scott Steiner. <laughs> of course. Alundra Blaze. Okay. Goldberg. Oh, shit. I should have said Goldberg. What was I thinking? Here's an easy one. Braun Strowman. Really? I I wanted to guess that. Well, think. Who would, who would have submitted Braun Strowman? Samojo. No. Mm. Okay. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, I should have guessed that one. Another easy one, Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, what? That's 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 early. That's not just eighties. Well, anyways. And uh, Hacksaw and Roddy Piper. Yeah, I guess Roddy Piper. So yeah, uh, but according to this, I it does not appear that Roman Reigns ever tapped. Yeah. So at least until now. <clears throat> so. The, and it's not even official because the ref didn't see it. Uh, oh, boo. Yeah. So, one, two, three. Roman Reigns retains. Edge storms off saying, uh, this is my moment. Screaming, this is my moment. Okay. Uh, they've turned Edge heel. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. They they turned him heel. Uh, he came out. So aye, aye, aye. Fast forward. One of the matches we're going to get. SmackDown opened up by Dan Bryan sitting in the middle of the ring saying he's not going to leave until he gets a rematch. He says, uh, I I don't want to hand out. I, wa I want to earn this. I earned it before. I'll earn it all over again. I want a rematch against Roman Reigns for the title tonight. I'm not going to leave till I get it. Uh, Edge comes out and he says, I outlasted 29 other men at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yes, in the weakest <laughs> sense of the word, you did. Out, quote, in quote, heavy quotes, outlast. He came in towards the end. He, he, no, no, he, he, he went bell to bell. He started at number right, one. Right, yeah, yeah. He, I, he, how could I have forgotten? He did, but he kind of like, he, he fought through like the first five and then took a nap in the corner. Yeah. And then popped back up for the final four. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're really going to count that as outlasting, outlasting. 29 other men. Listen, he's the ultimate opportunist. I guess. I if guess. anyone's going to win that way, it's Edge. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like 10 years ago, Edge would have done that by like intentionally. Like he would have like hidden under the ring. Yeah, or this time it just happened. It and just because he... he's old and broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, so he says, I beat you at the Rumble. You've lost twice to Roman Reigns now. You don't deserve this. You haven't earned shit, he says. Uh, he, he calls him a son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm starting to notice that wrestling is turning into like an eight-year-old. Yeah. Who like thinks that he's edgy just by swearing. Yeah. Right? Like on the episode of AEW that we watched, did you notice that they said like some version of like kick your ass or get your ass out of here like 20 times? Mm-hmm. Right? It's uh, like that's what made the Attitude Era great. Yeah. Was all the swearing. There, there was one time on – there was one moment on Raw where – oh, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, well, yeah. So I'll talk about it where Bad Bunny uh, – as we know, it's going to be Bad Bunny versus The Miz – at Mania, a singles match. I see that. I have, I have the Mania card brought up, and there's more matches on here than I yeah. thought had been. Yeah, like, there's quite a few. I now there are currently there is six on night one and five for night two yeah. currently announced. So yeah, so it's gonna be Bad Bunny versus The Miz, and oh dear, when Bad Bunny accepted the match, he says, he I'm going to quote exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. I accept your Mania challenge, bitch. Uh, surprisingly, he better li- he better watch himself. He's talking to a two-time Grand Slam champion. <laughs> surprisingly, not the moment that made Miz crack on Raw, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> I would have broken. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, because you would have broken at this. I feel like, uh, yeah. So Adam Pierce kind of goes all through SmackDown saying, "I'm going to make my decision at the end of the night." There's a lot of the factors that I need to consider, and he comes out and he announces that it's going to be Edge. Versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, main eventing the second night of Mania. Yep. WrestleMania 30, anybody? Yeah. That. Yeah. It's literally the storyline to WrestleMania 30. Yep. Except Daniel Bryan doesn't have to fight his way to the match. So it's yeah, less He kind special. of even did, but yeah. Well, he didn't have to beat, he doesn't have to beat Triple H earlier in the night. They should do that anyways. He's got to beat Triple H on night one. No, nah, he's got to beat he's got to beat Michael Pierce earlier in the night. <laughs> Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. Uh, fucking Michael Pierce. I don't. I think that's an NFL player. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think maybe you're just combining Michael Cole and Adam Pierce. I would guarantee. I think he plays for the Vikings, and I've been paying attention mm. to free agency, so I think. Oh, I haven't been. So, anyways, while Aaron looks that up, uh, yeah, I'm gonna touch just briefly on. Some other matches that have been announced are going to be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Amazing. I'm correct. It is uh, a football player. Okay, cool. Uh, actually, they had a great moment on SmackDown where, so last Friday, KO was on commentary to Sami Zayn. Haluva kicks him, and he's like, yeah, I've got a question for Sami Zayn, so I'm going to invite him on the KO show. Sami Zayn comes out with his documentary crew. He comes out with two film men. Yes. Who are both wearing a shirt that says, I'm the Intercontinental Champion. But wait, <laughs> three people can't be the Intercontinental Champion. But wait, Sami Zayn is not wearing the <laughs> I'm the Intercontinental Champion The code IC Champions. So it looks like, it just looks like Sami Zayn's documentary film crew is feuding over the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. It was kind of funny. like Incredible. <laughs> yeah, like Sami Zayn is not wearing the shirt specifically designed for him. Uh, and Sami's like, listen, KO, I know you like the back of my hand. I know the question you're going to ask, am I sorry? And yes, yes, I'm sorry. I had no right to kick you. I just, this whole conspiracy thing 
is going to be like has got me crazy and ko was like no that's not the question that i have to ask you and sammy interrupts him and he says no 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 but what i'm getting to is the question that you wanted to ask me was can you still be a part of the documentary Sami Zayn announces that next week on SmackDown, we will have a red carpet premiere for the trailer of the documentary. Oh, I, I've, been, I've been waiting. I'm genuinely excited. I've like, been <laughs> waiting to see this documentary. I'm, I'm, I, I'm genuinely curious, like, if every time they come on, I'm genuinely curious. If they're if, recording. If they've, yeah, if they've been recording. Yeah. I, I doubt it. And I feel like anything in this in this quote-unquote documentary thing is just going to be filmed like for that specific thing yeah but i it'd be really funny just if like Sami Zayn just like releases his dailies and it's just like <laughs> here's all of the footage yeah it's yeah. just and it's uh, just sammy just yelling at people all day have you have you heard who the host of this is going to be the host of the the, the red carpet premiere yes is it oh Baron Corbin. What an odd pick. <laughs> no, it's Logan Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. I was so excited, and then I wasn't. Imagine if I t- imagine if I said like The Rock. <laughs> I mean, like, this incredible. Is this is what they're bringing The Rock back for. Uh, yes, Logan Paul is going to come, and I guess they haven't like explicitly stated that he is like the host but they said that he's going to help unravel the conspiracy of yeah i'm imagining logan paul well, is probably going to be in Sami Zayn's corner at and Mania. the only solace that we'll get is that he'll probably eat a stunner ah which will be amazing let's all just let's take a moment of silence to picture and just logan imagine paul. logan paul eating a stunner Oh no! I'm picturing him painting KO. Oh no! 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 <laughs> no! No! See no. the but the problem is the problem is he's not in the match. He's no, not in the no. match. See he's the problem the is we want that to happen. We're part of the problem. No, I we're don't excited want. to see him eat a stunner. Meaning he has meaning his place in the product is solidified. Oh man, <laughs> this is a this is a snake eating its own tail situation here. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's just I want to see him get his ass kicked, but not. <laughs> But not on TV. But not in what, my thing. What's great is uh, Sami Zayn starts rambling on, and Kevin Owens interrupts him by screaming, shut your mouth. The only reason I haven't beat you to a pulp is because uh, – or he says beat you senseless. The only reason I haven't beat you senseless yet is because I need an answer from you. And he says, you, me, WrestleMania, yes or no. Sammy tries to like kind of skirt around and – Kevin Owens gets in his face and it's like, you, me, like, you know, answer me. And Sammy says, yes, yes, fine. And Kevin Owens kind of bags him and he goes, okay, okay. Now I said that I needed my answer. And now that I have my answer, I'm going to beat you senseless. <laughs> he just like starts beating up Sammy Zane. And it's amazing. It, it was an amazing read by Kevin Owens. So he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to move us along a little bit. Yep, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm looking at the current card. And I am intrigued to notice that there are two matches on the card that current again matches will change and stipulations will change. But card cur- subject to change. Currently, there are only two matches on the card that aren't vanilla singles matches. Yes, and that's the triple threat and the tag match. Yes, every other single match on the card is a is currently a a just a plain vanilla singles match. Yes, which. I don't see Oof. sticking, but 
If it does, oof. Oof. They got to have... I'm shocked that... Hold on. Who's... Yeah. I would bet... I'm noticing something here. I bet... Because normally there's like an IC title ladder match. I would bet they do one for the US title. Yeah. Who is the US champion Is right it still now? Riddle? It is still Riddle. It yeah. is. Actually, no, there's... Nope, they're setting up Sheamus versus Riddle. <laughs> uh, on Raw, Riddle kind of like rode circles around Sheamus on his uh, scooter after Sheamus lost to Bobby Lashley again. That's and he was kind of funny. Actually. He was asking him questions about like, "Have you ever seen the Loch Ness monster?" Like he was asking questions that like a ten-year-old would ask. Yeah. And Sheamus stops him. He's like, "Are those fun?" And he points to the scooter and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, man." And he like hands and he goes, "You know, the wheels are kind of messed up or whatever." And he goes, "Okay, okay." And, and then Sheamus kind of like grabbed both ends of the scooter and he guts of Riddle course. with it. Yeah. So yeah, they're, I think they're setting up Riddle versus Sheamus. I hope that four other people just kind of cling along and we get a fun ladder match. They might actually do. Oh God, imagine this match. They might do Riddle, Sheamus, T-Bar. Oh my God. Uh, Mace and <sighs> Ali. In a ladder match because uh, retribution is broken up. That okay. They broke up. They broke up. On they broke up. I will tell you on the fast lane pre-show. Oh good. Did Xavier Woods ever get his match? His no. His, his, he did not get a match. His, with, his uh, final of his best of seven. No, he did not get a match. So he did not get a match with Mia Yim. Uh, Unfortunately. Anyways, so two more matches that I want to talk about. Briefly, of course, there's too many matches to kind of touch on right now. We'll talk about that next week when we do our preview for Mania. First one, that tag match that you mentioned. Yep. Omos and AJ Styles versus <laughs> The New Day. Yes, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Uh, Omos New finally Day, came back from catering. New Day came out and cut a promo because it was going to be Xavier or Kofi Kingston, excuse me, versus AJ Styles, which... Oh, boy, what a great match that was. Yeah. Uh, but they cut a promo on the way out to the ring as old English ladies. <laughs> okay. Odd. Uh, they quizzed AJ Styles on a moss, and they said, what's your favorite co- color? And AJ Styles says, it's red, to which a moss responds, it's mouth. Uh <clears throat> which, which AJ Styles <laughs> says, he's just joking around. That's not even a real color. Uh, he asks, it is a real your, color, by the way. It is. A, I know it's a real color. Uh, he asks, what's your favorite nice ice color. cream? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? AJ Styles says vanilla. <laughs> Glad he didn't go with chocolate. <laughs> a little more problematic. Amas says, I think he said something like chocolate peanut butter or something like that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm the more you saying, the more I'm liking Amas. Uh, because this is a really funny bit. AJ, uh, so they ask, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" Or who's they're they're asking AJ Styles questions about Omas, right? And mm-hmm. so, what's his favorite color? What's his favorite ice cream flavor? They ask him, "Who who is Omas's favorite wrestler?" To which AJ Styles responds, "Obviously, the phenomenal AJ Styles." Clearly. To which Omas responds, "Andre the Giant." <laughs> An odd choice. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they. Have the match, Amas uh, kind of doesn't do anything, and AJ Styles loses. Uh, actually, it was kind of funny because uh, Xavier Woods had distracted Amas and given him enough time so that 
Kofi Kingston could recover from the setup to the phenomenal forearm. And this is how they lost, which is AJ Styles does a forearm off the top. Mm -hmm. Kofi Kingston catches him in the SOS and does the SOS one, two, three. And then they, they do this thing where as they're walking away, they have like their arms around each other. And Uh Xavier Woods is always shouting something really funny. Yep. And this time it was should have kept your eye on the bouncing AJ. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> uh, Xavier Woods is my favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the final match, as we alluded to earlier, I almost called him Bugs Bunny because uh, that's what uh, R-Truth has been calling him. Bad Bunny versus The Miz in a singles match. Oh, boy, is this going to be a bad match. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, if this does not get turned into a tag on Raw next week, because this is the, the Raw coming up is, I believe... The second to last Raw. So Mania is taking place on April 10th and 11th. Yes. yes. So the so, Raw tomorrow is, or as of recording this, the Raw tomorrow is March 29th, 29th. which will mean it's the go home to the go home of yes. Mania. So, there's, so oh, there's two Raws before Mania. Gee whiz. Yes. 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 Mania is here. It's, it's here and it's here to stay. Also, I the uh, I'm looking at the poster for Mania. Yeah. And right above like the Mania logo. Oh yeah. It just yeah. says finally. They well they've they've uh, people have said that they're kind of alluding to the fact that the Rock is going to make an appearance, which no he's not. No. Uh, <laughs> well, because it's it, the whole thing is finally WrestleMania is back in business. Yeah, but it's it's weird because it's just it's literally like it's a very generic font. Yeah, that it looks like they just took the Mania Thirty Six poster and just slapped like That's Times New did. Roman text on it. That's what they did. But anyways, <sighs> the thing that got Miz to break on Raw is so Miz has a. They they do a dirt sheet, right? I actually I think it was a Miz TV, and they announced that next week they're going to have the world premiere of so a lot of world premieres coming up next week on mm-hmm. uh, wrestling. And they're going to have the world premiere of uh, Johnny Drip Drip and MC Miz's newest single "Hey Hey Hop Hop," which is just going to be like a hip hop. A diss track on Bad Bunny. I'm honestly a little excited. Yeah, me too. Because the their diss track on Braun Strowman was kind of a banger. <laughs> I have unironically listened to "Hey Hey Hey Oh Oh" more yeah. more times than I'd like to admit. So yeah, so that's coming up, and then uh, so Miz had hit bad bunny i keep wanting to call him bugs bunny fuck it miss has hit bat uh but now i want to call him bad bunny miss hit bugs bunny in the back with the guitar uh the guitar did not break yep it looked real bad yep uh this whole thing is gonna be a mess. and they they announced that he was out that he had been hurt damien priest was nowhere to be found uh in parts unknown i guess and so he said, I'm challenging you to a match, you versus The Miz at WrestleMania. If you want to see what I can do, just wait, because I have a match against Jeff Hardy right now. And it was Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. It was an okay match. Uh, Jeff Hardy sent Johnny Morrison. I almost said Johnny. 
God, I am tired. We are recording this later than we normally do. And I almost called him uh, Johnny Nitro. Uh, <laughs> uh, he sent John Morrison to the back because Better he, than Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. Uh, uh, he sent Morrison to the back because he said, Miz, if you're a real man, you'll fight on your own, which he did. Miz won. He was celebrating when, out of nowhere, Bugs Bunny appears, uh, breaks a guitar actually over... Miz is back, and I'm going to describe to you exactly what he did. Okay. He hopped the barrier. Yep. Slid into the ring. Yep. Broke the guitar over the back. Uh-huh. Slid out of the ring. Uh-huh. Grabbed the mic. Yep. And then doubled over. He was so gassed. <laughs> he put the mic to his mouth, and he was just... <sighs> yep. And literally, he cut the promo, and he just goes, Miz, I accept your mania challenge. Bitch. <laughs> uh, he had to, he said Miz and then had to stop to double, like literally double over to catch his breath. It cuts back, tries to cut away from like showing Bad Bunny blown up after a run in. Yeah. And it cuts back to Miz cracking up in the middle of the ring. Oh, it's he's so just, bad. He's just like, it's so, it's so bad where it's, oh, like, oh no, Bad Bunny is doubling over. Like, we need to we need to protect him. Cut to Miz, cut to Miz. No, Miz is laughing. Cut back to Bad uh, Bunny. Uh, cut to, cut to. <laughs> cut uh, to crowd, uh, cut to uh, crowd. Uh, cut where's Damien Priest? Where? <laughs> cut to catering. Go to catering. <laughs> Find a moss. <laughs> like, it's just Damien Priest eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? <laughs> my my priest senses tingling. <laughs> he, he senses a disturbance. Bugs Bunny is, needs my help. <laughs> he needs a respirator, quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be so bad. It's gotta be moved to a tank. Like if it stays a singles match, there is no way that Bad Bunny does not get blown up after two minutes in the ring. It's going to be no, so bad. You you know the match is going to be a minute and a half long, and the Miz yeah. is going to lose. Yeah, Miz is going to drop to Bad Bunny and Mania. Like, I so. think, honestly, like, the worst part of all this is that Miz slash Miz and Morrison are going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, anyways, transitioning out of that, we are going we to We really talk. need to make this week in wrestling a shorter segment, because that is... That was long. A while. <laughs> uh... Transitioning out of that, we have some of our dearest wrestling memories and our oh, intros to wrestling to talk about. How sweet. It just warms your heart. Mania season, of course, always gets wrestling fans nostalgic for remembering some of their favorite wrestling moments. My my, my no childhood, exception. my great childhood WrestleMania memory of WrestleMania 27. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How did you stay a fan? <laughs> That I, was like the worst mania ever, wasn't it? it? That's what people call it. When actually looking back at the card, I maintain it wasn't that bad. There was a lot of garbage. Okay. Most of it was mediocre. Only some of it was bad. Yeah. Because you had Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole, which was really bad. And Miz versus John Cena featuring oh, interference by The Rock, which... Should have been good, but wasn't. Yes. But so, aside from that, you would like Cody Rhodes versus Rey Mysterio. You would like CM Punk versus Randy Orton. Yeah. You had like Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne versus somebody. Yeah. Like 
So genuinely, like I maintain, there's a reason I didn't watch it as a kid because my family wasn't going to buy a pay per view when I was a child. Yeah, but genuinely, there was enough to make me really excited for it. Is that network era? No, it was not network network era yet. So it was still like sixty dollars for Mania. That's near network era, isn't it? (sighs) No, network started in like twenty fourteen. Okay. Uh, 2014 or 15. I remember yeah. around 2012 they started uh, they started airing teasers for the network, and they didn't explain what it was. They just showed the logo. And 9.99. No, not even. It oh, was really? just because the the current WWE logo that was introduced alongside the network. Was it? Yeah, because nope. because really? it was still uh, back in 2011, 2012. The logo was still like the the half like the like the squiggle one. Oh and, sure, sure. And I and I specifically remember them it would it would flash the new the current WWE logo sure. and it would say WWE Network and then it would say coming soon and with zero explanation. Like okay. it, there was no because this was even before like streaming services were very big. But I I remember probably 2012 era there was they were teasing uh the network. So yeah, 27 was Definitely pre, uh, pre, oh god, pre, yeah, definitely pre network era. But like going down the card, here's we've we've just jumped straight into my wrestling memories because well, this, I thought I looking, thought, I looking thought we should transition into yours first. Yeah, looking at this, uh, I'm just gonna look at the card because I'm getting I'm getting the warm fuzzies inside. Thinking about WrestleMania 27. <laughs> We're really going to go over the entire 27 card. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go down the list of the matches. No, Be- I know, but okay. Because so you had Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan ending in a no contest in a lumberjack match for the U.S. title. Oh, How boy. does a lumberjack match end in a no contest? There was a 20 man. Battle Royal. So Sheamus pulled double duty because immediately after that, they had a 20-man Battle Royal in which Sheamus was the last eliminated. The 20-man Battle Royal won by the great Kali. Uh, about to be WWE Hall of Famer, of course. Great of Kali. course. Of course. There was the... Uh, this one was genuinely good. Edge defeated Alberto Del Rio uh, for the World Heavyweight title. Then you had Cody Rhodes, Rey Mysterio. Then you had, oh God, yes, an eight-man tag match. The Big Show, Kane, Kofi Kingston, and Santino Morella defeated the Core in Ezekiel Jackson, <laughs> Heath Slater. Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett. And you stayed actually. I'm going to talk about uh, the first, my first wrestling pay per view and my first uh, wrestling feud that I ever watched. And you will ask the same question. You stayed a wrestling fan after that? Uh, You have Randy Orton versus CM Punk. You had Michael Cole defeating Jerry Lawler by DQ. With Stone oh Cold, with obviously Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve, Steve Austin, Austin as, as the special ref. guest ref, clearly, uh, you had the actual good match on the card: Undertaker versus Triple H in an ODQ. Genuinely very good. Uh, and the, oh god, wait, hold on, twenty seven, 
27. Yeah. Because Who did he face at 28, 29? 28, Undertaker faced Triple H again in Hell in a That's Cell. That's right. With Shawn Michaels as a special guest ref. That's right. And then 29 was, I think, CM Punk. Was it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Because uh, I think... I forgot that they did a quadrilogy. I yeah. thought they only did a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> The second-to-last match on the card, a six-person mixed tag match. Yes? Dolph, the team of Dolph Ziggler and okay. Lay Cool, Layla and Michelle McCool, Oof. versus the team of John Morrison, Trish Stratus. I remember this feud. And Snooki. I remember this. <laughs> I remember this happening. Oh, gives me the warm fuzzies inside. Not a bad mania, you're saying. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> and then you add the Miz versus. And then you add the Miz versus John Cena. It's listen. I went back and I watched this mania once I got the network because as a kid I was genuinely sad that I couldn't watch it. You, you said you missed out on Snooky. <sighs> I was sad I missed out on Triple H versus The Undertaker. Is what that I was is, that truly is sad about. That is a genuine, like, 12-year-old dream match, which is like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I remember after it happened, I found, uh, this was uh, 2011, so the internet was a lawless wasteland, and I found just, like, a weirdly cropped bootleg of it on YouTube of just that match, and so I was satisfied. I watched I watched a low-resolution, very zoomed-in version of Undertaker versus Triple H. Nice. <laughs> It's 2011, man. Take take me back. Take me back. Take me back. Miz but was champion. Miz was champion. My, back in my happy place when the Miz was WWE champion 2011 and three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so so I, I have a question for you. Because, yeah. Because like as we have been friends for three years now. Lifelong, lifelong Lifelong friends. friends. Of course. We've known each other our whole lives, but have been friends for three years. Clearly. (laughs) Uh, Ask yourself how that works out. Uh, We actually, we came together through uh, very similar means, actually, to how the bar came together. (laughs) We just got each other's back in a bar fight, and we were just like, I like you. Yep. That's how it happened. (laughs) That's how this podcast formed. Uh Anyways, so but we've never really talked about this, and I'm curious to see what is the what I'm curious to know what is the thing that got you into wrestling, the thing that you <sighs> watched and you said this is this is the sport for me. It's okay. The thing that got me into wrestling. <laughs> I'm so nervous. What? Because <laughs> I know your wrestling taste. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> which is which is. Your dream match is just The Miz versus a clone of The Miz. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. It's a triple threat with The Miz versus two clones of The Miz, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's right. You like no DQ stuff, you indie piece of shit. What do you mean? (laughs) Uh, So I got into wrestling. So when I was a kid, my sister watched wrestling. Okay. And, uh, And I remember... The first, my first experience watching wrestling, I do not know who it was. I was probably, because I can't remember it to such an extent, it was probably 2005, 2006. Um, It was, all I remember is a man wearing 
an American flag outfit getting carted off on a stretcher and me going to my sister and saying, this is so stupid (laughs) when I was like six. And I think that's my first, that's my earliest memory of wrestling. Yeah. But because I, um, it's weird because I don't remember starting to watch wrestling. I just remember watching wrestling when this stuff happened. Sure. So like sure. the, I remember my memory is really fate. It, it's really, it's really hazy back in 2011, 2012. Uh, I just remember things happening. Like I definitely watched before uh, before WrestleMania 27 mm-hmm. because I was watching with my sister at the time, and she loved to this day loves John Cena. Like, okay, yeah. She, I went to uh, there was a house show here in town, and I 2018 or yes, 2018. Yep, and we had really good tickets. We were in the second row. That's the night I shook Seth Rollins' hand. No, no, you didn't shake Seth Rollins' hand. He reached for you. <laughs> you is, told me the story. I love it's my favorite story. So uh, there was a house show here in 2018, and I went with my sister uh, because my sister doesn't watch wrestling, but she thinks it's all right. Like she watched it as a kid, and so like she has this kind of appreciation for it. Where like she doesn't watch wrestling, but when I was, but when my mother was like, "Hey, uh, this." <laughs> Hey, my my child really wants to go to a wrestling show. Hey, his older sister, would you like to go with him and I'll get you guys really good seats? She was like, yeah, okay. Especially when it, uh, at the time on the card, I was like, hey, Jeff Hardy's on the card. And my oh. my sister has the largest crush in the world on Jeff Hardy. Am I your sister? Probably. Uh, <laughs> I think the, Jeff Hardy was my sister's first celebrity crush, which is very funny. Uh she owns like three Hardy Boy shirts and does not watch wrestling. Uh, but and Hardy Boy sunglasses. She just goes ham. Uh, but so the two of us are in the second row, and she's super disappointed because that was that weekend was when like mono broke out in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. So the card was really wacky. Uh, because initially on the card, like Roman Reigns was supposed to be there and he wasn't, and I remember. Being in there because this was 2018, it was peak like Roman Reigns. I desperately wanted to be in a crowd that was able to boo Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I was so looking forward to it, mm-hmm. but I was a part of the crowd. This was like right after peak Roman Reigns hate because peak Roman Reigns hate was like 2015, 2016. Yeah. So, like, I think Roman Reigns because this was right around when like they were teasing like the Shield reuniting and all that. Uh, because the main event was supposed to be, uh, I think the main event was supposed <laughs> to be. Roman Reigns versus like Sheamus or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Roman Reigns was sick and so he couldn't be there. So I got to be a part of the crowd that uh that booed when the very first thing that happened in the night is whatever ring announcer came in, not the normal ring announcer, just a house show guy, he came out and said that uh unfortunately Roman Reigns will, was not able to make it tonight. Cue an arena full of boos. Which Boo. was Boo forever. Fun, which was very very fun um but so because of that the main event ended up being seth rollins and dean ambrose versus the bar in a no dq uh-huh. which was a good bit of fun 
Uh, granted, I couldn't see what was happening because on the floor seats, when stuff happens on the floor, because you have to be sitting, you have to yeah, remain yeah. seated during the match. Yeah. Like there was a part when I think Dean Ambrose, like someone went through a table, but I couldn't see it be- oh. because too good of seats, I guess. And like the barricade was blocking. But so obviously house show send the crowd home happy. The good guys won. And uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, they almost like break off. So my my big thing. The biggest like tease of a seat to have at a wrestling show is the second row. Yeah. Because the first row gets everything. It gets the pictures with the wrestlers. Everyone comes up and like high fives, the the high fives, like the actual, like you get to see everything that happens on the floor because you're at the barricade. If you're a 10 year old, you might get Rey Mysterio's uh, like back pat, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, very funny thing. My my you sister might get Bret Hart's sunglasses. My 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 sister freaked out at one point in the night because uh one of the matches on the card was Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor. I remember this match. And what do you mean you remember? Were you at the show? My I was not at the show. I will explain uh I'll I'll get to that in my wrestling match. Okay. But uh the as this was like when like Braun Strowman first was like he was wreaking havoc. Yeah, and he yeah. was uh, no, it was the show was 2017. This is peak. I'm not finished with you. Yeah, this Strowman. was this show happened in October 2017. Yeah, late um, 2017. And so he came out and he had this this like thing, and so he came out and he took off his shirt and he like wiped himself down with it, his giant sweaty self. And my sister started freaking out because she thought he was going to do the John Cena move and throw the shirt into the crowd. Uh, but and so the the end. And of, she was freaking out because she wanted the shirt, or because uh, she did not want the shirt. I've never seen someone so confused as my sister when when Woken Matt Hardy came out <laughs> because she she's a big fan of the Hardy Boys and she wanted to see Jeff, but Jeff was one of the people who got sick, but Matt was there, and so when Matt Hardy comes out and everyone stands up and starts doing the delete chant. I have never seen someone so confused. Like, but she's like, I know Jeff, I know Matt Hardy, but what, what's happening? And then like four rows down, down from like, of like rows away from us. I hear a guy be like, I don't remember doing this. And then a fat guy wearing AJ Styles gloves and having a neck beard looked over at him and was just like, well, you see. Uh, in uh, in TNA, TNA uh, he <laughs> there was a thing called the Broken Matt Hardy, and I just tuned him out because I just saw the image of the the stereotypical internet wrestling fan, yeah, uh, yeah. about to about to TNA explain <laughs> the TNA broken explain. gimmick to to this to this <laughs> to this this unexpecting victim, but at the end of the night. Um, after the main event, when Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins won, they Dean Ambrose went one way and Seth Rollins went another way. And the whole night, I was seated like towards like on the very edge of the row. So there was an aisle directly to my right. Uh, and standing right there next was a big old security guard. And security guard was this big, strong security guard who yelled at the children who tried to approach the barricade because they didn't have front row seats. So there was a point where, like, during an entrance, I forget, I'm rolling my eyes. I forget who was coming out. It might have been like Matt Hardy or something, but it was there were like these three kids in John Cena gear 
who came up and they, cause it's an open spot at the barricade. The three kids could have easily just slotted in and gotten a high five from like Seth Rollins very easily. Yeah, but the security yeah. guard fizz, just straight yelled at them and said, get back to your seats. And they just cowered away. And like, mm-hmm. that's stupid. Uh, because of this, uh, because I decided at the very end, I was like, you know what? Security guard, what's he going to do? Throw me out. And so what I do is I reach, I'm in the second row, and I reach through the front row. I lean forward as far as I can, and I reach my hand out, and I yell. I call out, (laughs) and I yell to Seth Rollins. I go, reach for me, Seth, as I have my hand out. And Seth Seth Rollins stops, and he reaches into the crowd and reaches out to me, and we grab hands, and I'm like, yes, thank you, Seth. This is the most amazing story. I'm picturing it with just like Seth Rollins turns and sees his long-lost love, a young Aaron Stevie, and just... My love. And like reaching slowly <laughs> through the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the crowd parts and it's like the lights and like it's everything. It's like it's like suddenly we're on a beach and like the sun sets behind us. I'm like, reach for me, Seth. <laughs> and he comes in and I've the sweatiest man I have ever touched. I <laughs> Seth Rollins said it. Seth is. Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins after wrestling a no DQ match. Cle- clearly the sweatiest never, man. Clearly you've never touched Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh it, this man granted, half of that moisture was probably baby oil, but it was a slippery hand that yeah. reached into the into the crowd <laughs> it for was me. A seals flipper. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh so that's the to this day the only uh the only wrestling show I've gone to. Yeah. And I desperate because afterwards as, as they're leaving Seth Rollins hops on the mic and it's just like, you know, TLC tomorrow night is in Minneapolis and it's not that far. And I'm immediately like, I mean, and I, I had such a fun night. I, it was my happy place. My, my sister to this day tells the stories like I've never seen him more happy what? than in that, than in that so- crowd. No way, because TLC was in Minneapolis in twenty. We've had 19? we've had this discussion before. Really, October twenty seventeen, TLC was in Minneapolis. Okay, we've had this discussion you. before. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, because that the I forget what the main event was, but I remember one match because everyone was getting sick. A yeah. a an audible was called, and they had AJ Styles oh, yeah. versus Finn Balor. Yeah, and I was sitting at home, just like just like very much just like TLC. Could have been watching this live. there because I literally like on our way out, I pulled up my phone. I was like, "What TLC tickets are still there?" And my sister's like, "We're not driving to the cities." I'm just like, "You don't know that." So so kind of moving on. What is the what I suppose the formative feud. So the first feud you remember so, watching. Yeah, the first feud I remember watching. Oh, I never actually got into my, how I started wrestling. Oh, watching yeah. wrestling. So I, my sister watched it when we were kids, and by extension, she like had uh, she got a bunch of wrestling stuff. And so wrestling was always kind of passively there, and but I remember, I remember playing like SmackDown versus Raw 2008 on the Wii. <laughs> And like I did on the Wii. On the Wii. Uh, Now suplex your sister. (laughs) Like (laughs) 
<laughs> hey. And so, and from there, like, because of playing wrestling video games, I got a feel for the wrestlers. And I was like, this is really cool. And then I just kind of started watching it with her. And then she stopped watching and I just kept watching. And so the the first feud that I actively remember watching was the build to WrestleMania 27. Uh, specifically the SmackDown stuff because... Uh, because Monday Night Raw was on a school night and I couldn't stay up watching Raw, but SmackDown was on a Friday, so I could watch SmackDown. And then I start as I started watching the best of the pile, I'll say. Uh and so the and then from there I started watching it because uh from there I started watching wrestling with my dad, who like every Friday we watch SmackDown. And my father is the man who who kind of made me realize as a small child that wrestling wasn't real. Not that he said that, but he pointed out things that didn't make sense. Like in Oh, in, he's one of those. In two thousand No, it's it's in two thousand twelve when The Rock returned and he teamed with Okay. One of my trivia things has, has already been spoiled. Um in at Survivor Series 2012, when The Rock teamed with John Cena to fight the team of The Miz yeah, and R Truth, the because at the time The Miz and R Truth were an actual like a viable yeah. threat who were wreaking havoc. The awesome truth. Yeah, and there and was John Cena was like, "There's only them. yeah," and John Cena was like, "There's only one man." Who can who who can take these people down with me? And it's the Rock. And my dad was like, "The Rock, that's stupid." I'm just like, "But but dad, it's it's the Rock." And he's just like, "If you wanted to take it down, because at the time on SmackDown, because at this point we started watching Raw and SmackDown, he's like, I at the time, uh, SmackDown on SmackDown, Mark Henry was doing his Hall of Pain." And my dad was like, if you really wanted to take someone down, you would get in like Mark Henry, who would come in and break their legs. And I'm like, I, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. I think without, and then like my grandfather watches wrestling. And so I started mm -hmm. talking about it like with him. So around 2011, 2012 was uh, like, I, I got into it because a, a couple other members of my family do. To, to this day, none of them watch wrestling anymore. Like, I tried uh, over Christmas Eve this year. Not Christmas. Christmas Day this year because it was on a Friday. And it was Friday Night SmackDown. The Once, the, once the, the Christmas football game ended, we started watching SmackDown. And everyone just started making fun of SmackDown. I was just like, but I... But I like wrestling. But I'm a fan. But I like wrestling. And so, like, uh, the first feud that i really remember watching and caring about was triple h and the undertaker which is a solid i think is a solid one to start with a lot better than mine <laughs> uh because like well at the same time because my sister loved john cena and so and my sister was not bound by the same rules so my sister was a raw watcher and i was oh, a smackdown whoa. watcher we had we had brand loyalty. And you every Survivor series, you would show up in a blue t shirt and she would show up in a red one. No, that was and you just that, stare this was, at that each was, other. That was the end of the brand split. So Survivor oh. Series was just normal Survivor Series stuff, not brand stuff. But so I remember the Miz versus John Cena because my sister hated the Miz. So to this day, my sister has I my sister sees the Miz as like some sort of trauma. 
because she to this day does not like the Miz and she'll she will like whenever like if I'm watching wrestling she'll be like oh the Miz and I'll be like yes yes <laughs> the Miz yes. the Miz so yeah right around before WrestleMania 27 was when I really like started watching and I remember watching the build up and I my I specifically remember being so hyped i found the clip the other day because i was looking um i was just like looking at wrestling stuff and it, for some reason the clip popped up of like just a random entrance on an episode of smackdown and i in my mind i clearly remember it where the the undertaker does his whole long entrance and as he's taking off his hat he's interrupted by like by triple h's music and he just looks over at the ramp as triple h comes out in his leather jacket and it's like what? he comes out as triple h and as a kid the coolest thing ever yeah yeah like yeah was was 27 was that the entrance where taker had all like the demons at his feet the what was the taker entrance the taker entrance he came out to different music he came out to ain't no grave by johnny cash Oh, okay. at 27 i don't remember that which yeah uh to this day uh because the wwe lost by now has lost the license to that song on the network they've dubbed over the takers normal entrance music but so to find the initial you have to go digging to find his actual mania 27 entrance to eight no grave okay but i so stupid because i wanted to watch that entrance again but on the network they just dubbed his normal music in over it okay i'm like stupid Grossing, huffing. Humble, hummer, hummer. Okay. But yeah, so around, and then after 27, I, I was actively watching wrestling. So you wrestling. actively watched since 27? Yeah, I watched, so I actively watched, especially that whole year from 27 to 28, I watched Raw slash SmackDown just about every week. So I, I was big into, and that 2011 was Summer of Punk. So very quickly, my favorite wrestler became CM Punk. Yeah. And so, and so kind of that whole, that whole thing that, and then 2012 was less so. Yeah. Uh, because as, as a child. Because <laughs> it was end of Summer of Punk. Yeah. Well, and as a child, I I bought into everything the WWE wanted me to. Like I yeah. at no point did I ever like or cheer for a wrestler that the WWE did not want me to because I was 11 and I'm going to listen to what the WWE tells me. So like mm -hmm. 2011 was when Brodus Clay was around as the Funkasaurus. Ugh, I forgot about the Funkasaurus. Uh, let me tell you, eleven-year-old Stewie loved the Funkasaurus. I can imagine, because I can imagine twenty-year-old Stewie now loving the Funkasaurus. I would love the Funkasaurus today, just like well, like, because if if I told you if we did this week in wrestling and I told you the Funkasaurus <laughs> returned, you would say I need to start watching week to week again. I would, I would, because it was such an odd. <laughs> awesome it was a funny thing to me because they they were running vignettes of brodus clay's debut because brodus clay had been around as alberto del rio's enforcer and so like the world will be changed and and then as it well, builds up and then somebody called my mama starts playing well and, you, know, you know why they did that right why uh trivia for you <gasps> what was brodus clay's original gimmick gonna be Ooh. 
original gimmick because i know he was del rio's enforcer because the world will change played into his original gimmick probably an apocalyptic thing because it was nearing 2012 no no you you've mentioned it Brodus clay was originally going to get the hall of pain gimmick uh, and then they gave it to Mark Henry. Mark Henry did it better. You don't know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's interesting. So you, you have since stopped watching week to week. Do, is that just a time thing or was there a moment? So, okay. So my wrestling thing is I started, I gradually just fell off watching week to week. Okay. Just because often I like didn't have time. And eventually I, I hit the point and I hit a point. I remember having the thought in like mid 2012, because at that point, mid mid to late 2012, I would catch an episode, like half of an episode and be like, oh, OK. Uh, like, I remember I stopped watching right around after The Shield debuted, uh, which oh, bad to, timing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to to put into perspective. Uh, so I am currently like both of us are to it's. You got to realize it, the Shield and all of them have been around for a while because the two of us are graduating college seniors. Yeah. And when the Shield debuted, I was 12 years old. Yeah. And they've, so they've been around for quite a while. A while. And things just like it's been almost, it's been nine years yeah. since the Shield debuted. So they've been around for a while. And so I, I fell off for a bit. And then very occasionally I'd like pop back in. Like I watched the Mania 31 match of Sting versus Triple H, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would just kind of very loosely like keep up with it. And then I started actively watching in 2016, starting the night after Mania of that year. Okay. That's I, a good I, then, I watched, then I watched week to week for about a year or two again. And then I've... I've since kind of just started watching pay-per-views and not much else just because it's it's a time thing. And I also just kind of forget that yeah. it's a thing that I want to watch. We're like, I do genuinely enjoy right. watching wrestling. I was going to say, you've admitted to me a couple times that you wish you still watched week to week. Yeah, it's just I it's it's hard for me to like I'm a, I it's hard for me to watch movies. It's hard for me to watch a three hour show every week. Yeah, it's it's too much. I don't have time in my schedule. My attention span doesn't doesn't work with it it's just i can barely get through pay-per-views what about what about a tour show what about AEW dynamite <laughs> how about i would rather stop watching wrestling oh that is a that, that is, is an a, indictment but yeah. tell me tell me tell me about tell yeah. me about you yeah. you mentioned you segue. remember that match when i talked about finn balor versus braun yes. Strowman. so to explain my wrestling backstory we have to go back to the wee ages of when old Ethan Becker here was like four or five. Uh huh. Right. And my grandparents lived on a farm. Mm-hmm. And I actually have to, I think I remember the first match I ever saw bits of, but I have to double check this. So let me just uh, do a Google search quick. But so I lived on a farm, and my grandpa was actually a big uh wrestling fan yeah and so he had wrestling figures and i would play with the wrestling figures who i now recognize as being the uh, sting and the rock and uh 
Oh, God, was it really that early? Okay. So ours maybe even... No. So this, mm-hmm. this wasn't the match that I thought I remember seeing. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so I'd play with Sting and The Rock and Andre the Giant. And I would, uh, like, take baths and, like, play with them in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I remember our, his Sting figure had, like... <laughs> The left side of his head was, like, covered in hair, mm-hmm. but the right side had all, like, deteriorated because yeah. he'd had it for years. Uh, and so, yeah, they were kind of low-quality figures, but I loved them. And I remember one day when I was staying over at his house, I I just walked into, like, a little side room that he was watching this very small television uh, because this is, you know, early 2000s, and he was a farmer, and mm-hmm. so he did not have money for the big expensive TVs. And he was watching, and I very clearly remember who was on screen. It was Trish Stratus. And I said, Kay. is this wrestling? And he said, yeah, I don't really like what they're doing right now, though. <laughs> and I can't remember what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you want to watch? And I said, no. And I... <laughs> <laughs> walked away and went to play with my wrestling figures. Cut forward to uh, middle school, Ethan. Yeah. And because uh, I got into wrestling very late for what is typically a wrestling fan. Because typically yeah. you get into wrestling when you're, you know, six or seven. Uh, so flash forward to middle school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, 13-ish. And uh, you saw Trish Stratus again. And I saw her again. And my whole perspective changed. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, and this is, I told you before we were recording that I uh, am about to make the darkest admission okay. of my wrestling life. I'm ready. I was the worst kind of person. Uh-huh. I was the, but isn't it all fake though, <sighs> kind of person. Oh, yeah. Man. I would. Uh, I had a friend who had like uh, he was a huge CM Punk fan. Yeah, and he still watches wrestling. We we still talk about wrestling now, but like he would talk to me about like what's going on, and this is like during Summer of Punk. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah, but it's all fake. Like it's all stupid. They're not really getting hurt, right? Like I was, I was that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, and so I didn't watch. Flash forward to. 2017 2017 i and i was home i was visiting home from college freshman year of college yeah and my brother so you've really only been watching wrestling for like two years what three years four years four years it's 2021 2021 okay so flash forward well technically three years but i'll get into it so flash forward, and my brother has turned into a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this happened. I never talked with him about like how this happened, right? And he was like, "Oh, like Raw's on. Do you want to watch Raw with me?" Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I love my brother, and I, I like to support him in the things that he does. And so, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll watch Raw, and whatever. And we watched Raw, and I was like, "Oh, this is, this is kind of entertaining. Like, it doesn't really feel like my, my type of thing." Uh, but maybe like, what's the next pay per view? And he's like, "Oh, it's the Royal Rumble 2017." And I was Hold like, on. "Okay, maybe I'll watch." Okay, that's the Randy Orton one. That is, that is, if you remember, a bad Rumble. <laughs> that is a oh, really yeah. bad. Well, Rumble. I, 
at the time when I watched it, it was the first Rumble that I had watched live. And so I think yeah. I was just caught up in the moment and I didn't really. I was just like, it's the Rumble. Oh, well. Yeah. That was a really bad Rumble. It was fine. Uh, but mediocre. So. It's, it's, it's hard for a Rumble to be bad. Yeah, it was, it was mediocre. Even the worst Rumbles are still fun. Yeah. Uh, so I watched and I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And so I went back and never thought about wrestling. A fast forward a year into mm-hmm. 2018. So the reason I say this is because, like, I at this point was watching wrestling kind of the same way that you uh, were back in like uh, 2012 to 2016, where mm-hmm. you catch parts of an episode. Yeah. Right. And so I'd watch, like, if my brother came over, I would watch like parts of an episode with him. Yeah. And when that house show came around, I, I remember the two things that I told my family that they were like, oh, how dare you! Is that I loved Finn Balor because my family did not like Finn Balor. <laughs> Why did they like Finn Balor? They thought he was. I. I'm not joking. They thought he was a little too gay, uh, <laughs> and they did not like Shinsuke Nakamura. And I liked Shinsuke. My heart. So, yeah. So uh, when this October house show came around, mm-hmm. my mom was like, "Hey, I'm going to take your brother to this house show. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "No, I don't really oh, want to come." You uh, monster. And when that happened, my brother, his name's Isaiah, took a picture of Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor and said, your boy is wrestling tonight. And I just felt instant regret because it's fine. He lost. I could have been. I don't care. Like I could have been in the same building as Finn Balor and I would have been happy. Uh, So fast forward to 2018. Mm hmm. And now we're getting into my formative feuds in the first pay-per-views that I ever saw. All right. The first pay-per-view that I ever saw. All right. Actually, I'll, I'll spoil. So it's 2018. All right. And think about the thing that got it. It got me hooked on wrestling. On I wrestling. Said, 2018. I said, you know what? This this is good. This and this is like mid 2018. Eh, later 2018. It was Goldberg. And I said, this is this is really good. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Goldberg, what, ver- no, Brock Lesnar versus think, Randy Orton. What feud do you think it was? Uh, well, I'll even I'll even get more specific. What is the first match that you think I remember seeing and thinking, this is the thing for me? This is the thing. Mid-2018? Later 2018. Later 2018. Can you give me... Was it on a pay-per-view or was it just like a match on Raw? It was on a pay-per-view. It main evented a pay-per-view. Main evented? Hold on, can I? Oh, what paper? Later. I'm not going to tell you. You're what not going to tell me because you would know. You would know what main evented this pay-per-view Hold in 2018. On. I gotta pull up. 2018 is a little foggy. I watched like three quarters of the pay-per-views. Yeah. In yeah. in 2018. Yeah. I would. 2018, I graduated high school that year. You, I was busy. You're going to hear this and then go, what? Like, you were going to ask me the question I asked you, which is, how are you still a wrestling fan? Hold but on. I genuinely loved this match. I go back and watch this match occasionally. Yeah, okay. Hold on. I can find it. All right. List of, uh, list of pay-per-views, 2018. Oh, my gosh. I'm pulling it up. Mid to late, you said? Mid to late. Mid to late, so probably like... I'm guessing like fall-ish then would be my I, guess. I, I will give you a hint. Oh, okay. It was after Mania. After Mania. That's that's not much of a hint. It was it was after Mania that year, which was 33. 34. Was it 34? 2018 was 34. Oh. In the Superdome. 
Wait, okay, yeah, keep going then. Um, oh, yes, I remember. Because, so, I guess to for the 34 Mania, I remember my family was like, oh, do you want to watch Mania? And I thought, oh, maybe I'll watch Mania. And I was like, no, I think I'm just going to head back to campus. And then they, my mom just texted Ooh. me, The Undertaker's here. And I was just like, no, The Undertaker. You fool. <sighs> yeah, because that was Undertaker Cena, of course. Was it? Was it? Crown Jewel DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Was that 2018? November 2nd, 2018. Holy, Crown Jewel. Holy shit. Uh no. 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 It was not. That was after. Okay. I'm I'm looking You're farther. I'm looking through it's, the main event. It's kind of worse. Was it the Was I'll give you one more it, hint. Okay. Or, or, sorry, I'll give you one more chance to to and the hint, I'll also give you a hint, but I'll only give you one more guess, too. It's not conventionally known as, like, a bad match. Okay. It's just known as, like, you should not have ended your pay-per-view with this. Was it the Brock Lesnar versus Roman in Hell in a Cell? It was not. Or Steel Cage or whatever? The first match I remember seeing, which ties into the first feud I remember seeing, mm-hmm. was... Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns Backlash 2018. Uh huh. <laughs> That's. It's not bad. It's not bad, but it's, it's kind of it's kind of just a wet fart. Yeah. It's just so like... if you remember, this was like Samoa Joe had uh, kayfabe broken Dean Ambrose's arm. Yeah. Which Dean Am- my brother loved Dean Ambrose. Yep. And As so did I, I at the time. I love Dean Ambrose by proxy. And I remember I just saw Roman Reigns fighting Samoa Joe. And I was like, I was getting really into it. And I was like, beat him. Like, beat him. Avenge and your brother. You, and then you saw them lock up. And then you were really into it. Oh, yeah. Samoa no. Joe. No. And so that's He's like. He's so when, big. When I, yeah. When I talk about, like, I never experienced the Roman Reigns hate. I never oh. experienced the Roman Reigns hate. Because I always loved Roman Reigns by proxy because my brother loved Dean Ambrose. I always I I was never part of because I caught on the like the tail end of the Roman Reigns hate and I more laughed at it than actually like hated on it. Like I remember the the because my first raw that my first raw after getting back into wrestling because I decided like because I ended up getting the thing that got me into watching wrestling week to week was like I started watching like wrestling youtube channels that like talked about the wrestling shows that i remembered as a kid and i was getting nostalgic and then a lot of them it was mania season so they covered mania and i was just like you know what yeah and i was like you know what i'm gonna watch raw and i watched the raw after mania which if you're gonna start watching raw again a raw after mania is a good place to start good raw to start with because yeah i remember Roman Reigns came out the first segment and he got booed out of the building. Yeah, that was the that was a this is my yard now yeah. promo, wasn't it? No, it was no. That was the I'm the guy promo. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Cuz I remember laughing. I was like, that's stupid. Uh And then so the raw after let me pull up raw after me cuz I specifically remember the very first Raw that I watched upon coming back, I, it was the debut of Enzo and Cass. It was the debut of Apollo Crews. Yeah. So, can I... So, I, I'll talk a little bit while you're kind of looking this up on 
the the kind of early feuds that I remember watching All right. and seeing. Okay, you've got it. Well, I'm no, I said go ahead. Oh yeah, so the early feuds that I remember watching and seeing and thinking, yeah, yeah, this is for me. And the first one that comes to mind, I'm sorry. It's Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> Remember, I got into wrestling around like 2018. Yeah. And so I don't have, I never had like, oh, my CM Punk moment or my, like my Hardy Boys moment, right? Where you, you saw something that was like genuinely changing the industry. I just saw like these workhorse guys. I never even really, I was never even really around for the John Cena years. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think I would love. But so the the reason that I know as much about old wrestling as I do is because when I fall in love with something, I get kind of consumed by it. Yep. As and, do I. And so I start just like obsessively researching. And I was at – I had the advantage of my family was paying for the network. And I had the network when I became a wrestling fan. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I would literally just, like, go on. I, I started at What Culture. And I started just, like, watching their videos yep. every day, right? What Culture, that's where a lot of my – it started, yeah. like, getting me nostalgic for the for the yeah. days when I watched wrestling. I was like, you know what? Yeah. yeah it was What Culture. It was a lot of uh, wrestling with regret and his, mm-hmm. uh, like, his old – pay-per-view reviews and just like general like storyline reviews Mm -hmm. i'm like ah i remember this happening yeah so i uh yeah i would just hear like oh you know i think i should go back and watch that pay-per-view i should go watch so like yeah i went back and i watched wrestlemania 28 because it was rock cena Mm -hmm. and i watched like a bunch of stone cold stuff and i watched a bunch of bret hart stuff and i watched a bunch of like old like even before the attitude era stuff and then that kind of led me into territory days, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why I know a lot about like the territory days and a lot about like, oh, you know, here is, you know, the first WWF champion, right? And yeah, here's how that formation started and everything. Uh, but speaking yeah, of so, which, top of your head, first WWF champion, Buddy Rogers. Yep. Uh, it was Buddy Rogers. Good. To I was I was going to slap you if you were just like Bruno Sammartino. It was Buddy Rogers to Bruno Sammartino to uh, I believe Ivan Koloff was the yes. next one. Fun fact and about then, me: uh, there is this is somewhat related, but it's on kind of that kind of territory days. Yeah, uh, because there's there's a picture out there of like one or two year old me sitting on the lap of. Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer Baron Von Raschke. Baron Von Raschke. The Claw. The Claw. So okay, this is my yes. favorite thing. So my grandparents have a lake, have like a lake cabin up north. Sure. Up north in Lake George, Minnesota. Okay. And in Lake George, Minnesota, there was this little crappy shop called the Wigwam. It's shaped like like a Native American wigwam. It's like, and you go inside, and back in the day, it was just, it was basically like a garbage kids' toy store. But as a kid mm-hmm. going, they had like, like plastic swords, and they had like, they had like practical joke, like buzzer gum, and just a lot of just crap. But as a kid, when you're like four or five, best place in the world. Back in those days, it was owned and operated by Baron Von Raschke. No way. Baron Von no Raschke way. retired to 
to this little town in Minnesota with a population of less than 200. I think has a population of like 140 people. And he he owned and operated this little this just this little garbage shop. Okay. And he and he would be there and he would like sell he would sell signed headshots of himself and all that. And so yeah. my my family became like acquaintances with Baron von Raschke. And so like there's a picture out there of me sitting on the lap of of Baron von Raschke. And I remember when I was a kid, because I Especially when I was that young, I didn't know anything about wrestling because yeah. I was I was a small child. But I I would I would like I would play fight with my grandpa, yeah. my, and he would and I would. Uh, I will say my grandpa claimed when he was alive, he claimed that I watched uh, Maniac Seven with him. Interesting, which, which was of course TLC two. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was I would have been two years old at the time. Yeah. So I don't. And so the. My my grandpa, when we would like play wrestle, he would hold his and his hand up like the claw, the and, he, claw. and he would go the claw, and he'd like and you'd get me with the claw, and so I, <laughs> my formative years were defined by Baron von Raschke. Uh. This is pro wrestling, not WWE Hall of Famer, the just general <laughs> former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, pro wrestling Hall of Famer, the Claw, Baron von Raschke. So you you have the and you have like you so you have all these kind of like wrestling interaction stories right where like your current boss new coach like your <laughs> that's true your <laughs> my my current boss worked at ESPN with Jonathan Coachman yeah and, and like your it, family was friends with <laughs> the Claw not for acquaintances acquaintances they met a few times and like uh, laughed a bit so the only wrestling interaction story that I have genuinely is walking through minneapolis airport <laughs> hey this is more personal no my most no. personalized story is the seth rollins story well yeah but so this is the only personal story that i have and it's right. not even super personal is walking through minneapolis airport and this was where i was in my big randy orton hate days because I, I don't hate randy orton as much as i did back then i only hate him a little bit now but I really, when I started, I Wendy. really hated Randy Orton. Wendy. And no shit, I saw Randy Orton in MSP. <laughs> and I just cupped my hands to my mouth and shouted, Fuck you, Randy! <laughs> <laughs> and he turned around, flipped me off, and walked back. <laughs> Who is that? And I just said, oh, Randy Orton, and walked oh away. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, how, old are, how old were you? This was like this was like 2019. Like, you was, were an adult. I was an adult. You were an adult man. I was an adult man who shouted, fuck you, to Randy Orton. Wow. <laughs> At least this wasn't like young Randy Orton who would have just come over and kicked me in the dick and oh, then just like walked away. Maybe it's a good thing we didn't start hanging out till like two years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so I, I never really have had a wrestling. Well, yeah, you had the chance yet. and you and you yelled, fuck you, Randy. Yeah. You had your opportunity and no, you wasted Randy. it. No, because like I remember reading, I was a smart and I remember reading that Randy like hated fan interaction. Like if you went up and asked him for a picture, he would just like tell you to fuck off. 
And I just got really mad because he was like... To be fair, that's also why I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan because she's also notorious for not being great with fans. Yeah, and like, he, he would like... He would like make little kids cry and he would like... He was, he was in the middle of his feud at that point. I believe he was feuding with Balor. And I really liked Balor. And so I remember I just, just like got really upset and just said, fuck you, Randy, to him. And what's great is that Randy Orton probably couldn't even put my face to anything no. because of all of the people that he's flipped off in his life. No, you are nothing to him. Yeah. Granted, I am nothing to Seth Rollins, but I believe that we are. What if you met with, what if you met Seth Rollins at like a meet and greet and he recognized you? What would you do? How I might you die react? on the spot. It's just like, remember that random ass house show like four a years couple, ago? Yeah, like way back. Where like you reached into the crowd to grab my hand after I called out to you. <laughs> yes. If I went to a meeting greet and Randy Orton saw me and he recognized me, I think I would just like run for the hills. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be, he would just RKO you on the spot. Yeah. Like he would punt me. Like it's yeah. not good. Uh, yeah. And so... I never had, like, the feuds that I remember, like, really making me fall in love with wrestling were, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus uh, Bret the Hitman Hart. I love Bret the Hitman Hart. I think he's probably the greatest of all time, right? Or a lot of the Chris Jericho stuff. Oh, Jericho. Or, uh, man, have the mighty have fallen with him. Oh, huh? Jericho. Oh, Jericho. Uh, bring yeah. me back. Bring me back. Oh, so you started watching, like, post peak Jericho. So like you missed all I the, missed Jericho. You missed the list of Jericho and the festival of friendship I, and everything. I missed all of Jericho in 2018 oh. he was doing with Fozzy. I the, Oh, you poor cuz Jericho is Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho was generally the thing that like I had to watch yeah. every week. I had to I had to watch the two the, of them. The thing the the only time I genuinely felt guilty. Yeah. That was around the time when I started falling off like my schedule got ahead of me. And I genuinely started feeling guilty because I was sad with myself because I wasn't watching Raw and I wasn't watching Chris Jericho and Kevin yeah. Owens. No, the first time that I ever watched Chris Jericho live was All Out, AEW. Oh, oh you poor soul. Yeah, actually, it was a really good match. I, uh, I, watched, I watched Kevin Owens cut a heart-wrenching promo on a static door with a sign that said Chris Jericho on it. And it almost brought me to tears. Yeah. No, I was never around for the CM Punk years. I was never around for oh. the Jericho years. I I fell in love with Jeff Hardy uh, through watching old Hardy Boys stuff and watching yeah. you know the TLC formation with uh, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and Hardy Boys, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, yeah, like all of the all of the formative wrestling memories that I have are just going back on the network. Yeah, and watching things uh, because. When you started watching in 2018, <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of great matches that made you. No. Really, there weren't a whole lot of great feuds that made you just go. 2018 wow. was kind of kind of blah, especially year. coming off because like 2016 was incredible. 2017 wasn't as good, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. 2018 so, was a bad 2018 year. was really blah. The, uh, it had a good rumble. The first year, yeah. yeah I well, don't the, actually think I watched the rumble that year. The 2018 the rumble like, was probably one of the best rumbles I think, in a while. Uh, the first... Because that was the that was the first women's rumble thing. Because yeah. I think Shinsuke and Asuka won those yeah. rumbles. So the, That was a good did. rumble. So the first 
uh, feud that I remember watching and thinking like, oh, this is actually like a good feud. Like, finally, I'm getting some great wrestling mm-hmm. was, uh, <laughs> I shit you not, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania. I was there. We were there. Like this We is watched when we Mania together. Mm-hmm. And I was... This was around the time, so we'll, we'll kind of transition then into our history with wrestling together, uh, because around this time, around the I early remember, years, I yeah. remember, the only thing I remember is um, <laughs> I made- Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> I made an Undertaker reference to you, and you must have just sleuthed out. I, yeah. You sleuthed out that I like wrestling because I made a joke and I was like, and he rose up like the Undertaker. Yeah. And then, like, as I was driving home, you send me a text that you're just like, you want to come watch Takeover? Yeah. And I, I said no. And then did. you were like, you want to watch Mania tomorrow? I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was really ashamed of like my wrestling fandom mm-hmm. because I was still like, there was still a part of me that was like, it's fake. It's right. <laughs> And I knew that, like, people really hated wrestling. Yeah. And so I was really ashamed to, like, announce myself as a wrestling fan. But I also re- – I was craving, like, this wrestling community. Yeah. And so a little before this, I had walked into Tigan Hall, which was the dormitory I was living at the mm-hmm. time. And I saw a couple guys sitting down there watching Raw. And I was like <gasps> – I, I kind of, like, approached <gasps> very cautiously. And I was like, are you guys watching Raw? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, do you guys like it? And they're like, yeah, we, we like it. We like wrestling. And I'm like, can I watch with you? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, sit down. Can I, and this can was, I come with? And this was, of course, David Zemanski and Jordan Poff and Michael Bless. And yeah. <gasps> Bless was there? I think I think MJ was there, yeah. Uh, he yeah. just He's a mythical creature that gets better the more I learn about him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Bless loves wrestling. Oh. You should have him on the pod. Pop up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got to have him on. Uh, Because he, yeah. So, and that's how I started running around with that crew. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the first pay-per-view that I watched with, like, a group of people was uh, TakeOver New York, which, what a pay-per-view to start at, huh? Like. Uh, genuinely like yeah a great like one of the best takeovers of all time i remember this uh, it sounds really stupid when i say this but i watched nxt uh the go home to take over new york and i started like tearing up because <laughs> i was like because 2018 2019 nxt was like kind of peak years nxt yeah like and i was like oh my god i'm like experiencing great wrestling right now yeah uh and i was so happy uh and so yeah i wanted to watch takeover new york and i watched it with that group and then the next night we watched mania 35 uh together and that was the first mania that i ever watched live oh interesting yeah yeah because i I was a similar thing. So I started watching wrestling again. I remember when I was a kid, there were a couple kids who were kind of into wrestling. So I remember a big deal was I I watched there I remember when I was in elementary school, I was in like the fifth grade when 2011 happened. And it broke my heart when Edge retired because I had uh I had a DVD yeah. box set 
of like best moments of raw history when raw turned like 25 or something so it was like from 93 to 2006 ish it was something like that but and a lot of stuff like especially the more recent stuff on there was a lot of edge stuff mm-hmm. and so i really liked edge and then edge retired and so i one of my earliest memories of talking about wrestling with someone is i went up to someone who i knew kind of liked wrestling because i played wrestling video games with them once and I and he didn't really care. Uh, I was just like, "Did you see that Edge retired?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't yeah, care. No, I, I don't care." Yeah. And then one because, but then I found brand loyalty. I was a SmackDown kid, and one of the other kids, a I because I was just like, "Yeah, on SmackDown, he he relinquished the title and he gave it up, and it, it was super sad." And then there were two girls on either side of us when we were talking, and one of them said. You watch wrestling, and the other one was just like, "Yeah," and the other one was just like, "Yeah." He re- he announced it on Raw, and he, so it was like, so one I I found a kid who like I knew passively liked wrestling, and so I was just like, I tried talking to it about him, and now it's just like, I don't care. And then on the other side, one was like, "You wrestling," and then one was just like, "You watch SmackDown, you nerd." Yeah. So I I, I remember. So I I was trying to find my wrestling community because I was also really ashamed because i felt like the outsider right because yeah in mainstream culture nobody likes wrestling Mm -hmm. and so i was ashamed to admit that i liked wrestling to anybody but then in wrestling fans if i told them like yeah i just started watching wrestling they would be like oh you're not even like a real you're not even an actual fan yeah right like i would get that yeah and so i i would just like have to talk to nobody about wrestling and so a lot of pay-per-views that i watched were watched like in solitude yeah yeah just like on my own because once i started i had growing up i remember like i lost i had somewhat of a wrestling community growing up like Mm -hmm. my um every once in a while i talk about wrestling with my with my little cousin who he like every once in a while I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Blah 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 blah. And he'd just like catch Raw every once in a while. I specifically remember one day it was the, I think it was probably Fourth of July in in 2011. I remember we went. It was the group. It was my me, my sister, and my two cousins, and we we watched Raw, and like we got it from raw and we went to watch like the big firework fourth of july like fireworks show and we came back and we went back to watching raw and when we got back i specifically remember because it was right before money in the bank i saw cm punk cutting a cm punk promo and i was just like yeah because everyone else was like boo he's fighting john cena we like john cena i was just like this guy is pretty cool um, I, I remember the first I just I gasped because I remember the first piece of wrestling merch that I ever owned. Oh, so goody. Y- you've seen my Samoa Joe T-shirt. Yeah. Right? So that is actually the first wrestling T-shirt that I've ever owned mm-hmm. because it got in very recently. The first piece of wrestling merchandise that I ever bought was and I told you I was a big fan of fan, uh, a big fan of Finn Balor. Yeah. Was the Balor Club armband, <laughs> uh, which did not fit on my arm. <laughs> and then the the second piece of wrestling merch that I ever owned was I bought two necklaces, uh, and they were the AJ Styles logo and the Seth Rollins logo. Oh. And I bought them thinking that the the pendants were like whatever an inch and a half in diameter, right? Yeah, and they were like three inches yep. in diameter they're yep. so wide 
Uh, and I still, I think I've lost the AJ Styles one. Uh, my, but I still wear the Seth Rollins one. And genuinely, I was wearing it one day. And one of my professors stopped class, like in the middle of class, pointed to it and said, is that a pentagram? <laughs> See, I thought it was me like, that's a wrestling thing. Because there are genuinely professors who I've talked about wrestling with. Yeah. Uh, one of the speech teachers here, he told the story of he was at a hotel in some city and there was a and he got in an elevator with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> ah, what? <laughs> and Shawn Michaels stepped out of the elevator and your professor was lying on the ground. <laughs> well, it was like it was like he walked past Shawn Michaels and he was in the elevator with. I think it was just some NXT people Mm -hmm. and he started like talking with them and uh, he was just like, oh yeah, what's going on? He was just like, oh yeah, we're, we're wrestlers. It's from NXT. Like I, and he, like he watched back attitude era. Mm -hmm. So like he knew who Shawn Michaels was, but didn't recognize him at the time because Shawn Michaels cut all his hair. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and so he had like, I, I genuinely wish I, I knew who he had like an ele- like an elevator ride with. It's because it'd be Cole, right? Like no, Adam Cole has to have been there. No, apparently it was like he was in a, he was in an elevator with like three women's wrestlers, three NXT okay. women's wrestlers in from like in like twenty fifteen or sixteen or something. Um and I genuinely I wanna know who he was. It's just like, did he have a conversation with like Charlotte or something? I was gonna say, like that could be like Or maybe I could Becky see it be- and I could Asuka? see it, I could see like, it being like Bailey. Yeah, I I could I could see Bailey being like a friendly yeah. elevator conversation. Yeah. I, all I thing. all I know is that uh, if I was ever in an elevator with Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, of <laughs> course, the man known for like the surprise super kick, right? Yep. I would just like whatever, just be like, oh, I'm such a big fan, like what do everything, and then just as the elevator was stopping, I would just lie down and act as if he super kicked me. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, no, he's kicked me in the head. And my, Sean Michaels would just walk away shaking his head in disgust. Yes, he would. <laughs> he absolutely would. Uh, I Yeah, but I – so I got back into wrestling, like, around high school. Uh, I was, like, 16. And so I remember getting kind of back into it, and I didn't have anyone around – with whom I watched wrestling, but I was, I was less like my friends kind of knew that I was kind of into wrestling. Um, cause like by then, like all of my family had stopped wrestling, stopped watching wrestling. My, my, my grandfather, my, my other grandfather, not the claw grandfather, but my other grandfather, he never stopped watching wrestling. He's watched wrestling every single week since like the seventies. Oh, wow. And, um, oh yeah, it's, it's great. He's, uh, he, it's a really kind of half heartwarming story because now he's like he's had like more recently he's had a bunch of like medical issues so he's been going like place to place and like his one request to his nurses is just like on a Monday night is on just Monday turn on nights, raw turn on raw it's just that like was, turn uh, on raw that was I believe Howard Finkel mm-hmm. it was written he couldn't talk and on his board like when he was in the hospital like on a whiteboard his I think it was uh, his son or like an assistant had written. On Monday nights at seven o'clock, please turn on USA Network as he likes to watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and and it's I can't tell whether or not because whenever I talk to him about it, he he is deep in kayfabe. 
he is deep in the it's real when I talk to him about so it. So you can't tell if he knows I can't or not. tell if he thinks it's real or you, not. You can't tell if he's smart or not. Because when I was a kid, he talked to me like in he talked to me as if it was a real sport. And he was just like, Oh yeah. I remember specifically talking to him because when I was a kid, one of my favorite wrestlers was <laughs> here's a confession. Admit it. <laughs> as I was when I was a kid. One of my favorite wrestlers was Sheamus. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad, but that's it's not it's bad. super middle of the road. I thought you were gonna be like Adam Rose. Adam was... Rose! That was post my time. No, actually, like my top wrestlers were here's my crowd of top wrestlers at the time when I was in like 2011. It was like Sheamus, CM Punk, Zack Ryder, and like the big show. Because I, I think if I if you asked me that my favorite wrestler, I would have probably said The Big Show, because I I liked the big people because I was the fat kid growing up, and so I saw The Big Show and I was like, yes, fat guy, that's, that's me, it's <laughs> me. Like I would like play. I used to do okay with my cousins. I used to do like play Royal Rumbles. Like huh. we would go to my grandmother's house. And we would go into one of the bedrooms with the bed and we would do like a battle royal on the bed. That's com- great. Complete with like mini entrances. That's because great. Because I, I had I had WWE like SmackDown versus Raw 2008 or something on the DS. And there was like and I there was like a character screen where you could just play the music and we would come we would do mini entrances nice. to the music and do a mini Royal Rumble. I was uh, and I I always came out because I was I was bigger and fatter than all of them. So you always and so came I came out to the, out big, to the show. big show's music. Well, it's the big show. I I remember Thanksgiving a few years back. I was uh, playing with my little cousin who was like maybe eight or nine right yeah and we were wrestling on the train like we were we were like having a wrestling match yeah but in reality it was just like we would hit other wrestlers finishes yeah. and then go for a cover and kick out it too yep that's all you do uh i've done that exact <laughs> i did that much <laughs> i did that much older with my cousins than i would like to admit oh like this is a couple years ago <laughs> oh yeah like i literally Two years ago, we yeah. uh, we we my family moved and we cleaned out our house, and literally the room was wide open and empty. And I was in there with my cousins, who are now also teenagers by yeah. now, and yeah. we're just like, "All right, let's go for it. <laughs> let's go." My little cousin put me in the camel clutch. I, I I've never been prouder than the fact uh, when when we were doing this. So I like gave him a stunner. <laughs> and he and he like sold it like the rock. Like yes, he just gets down flips. and like and like hits and like bounces right. And then I cover him. He kicks out at two, and he stood up and speared me like Roman Reigns. And then instead of going for a cover, I've never been prouder of anyone in my life. He locked me in the yes lock. <laughs> <laughs> He went to the yes lock, and I like had to crawl to the edge of the trampoline to like grab to, on to rope break. Yeah, to like yep. break the hold. Yep. But I remember we were doing this, and we were jumping, and we jump, and I like turned, and he just goes no, and I like land. I'm like what, and he goes 
no RKOs. Because <laughs> I was legitimately going to give him an RKO. I, I did a thing, uh, again, much older than I would like to admit. Like, we're me and my cousins by now. Because, like, the play Royal Rumble on the better. that We were, like, 10, Genuinely, 11. We were Aaron, children. We Aaron, were. We let's are, not. Let's. Let's. Let, let's not act like if we found a trampoline that would support both of our ways that we wouldn't immediately start hitting wrestling That's moves. That's absolutely another. true. <laughs> like, but I do not think that we I wouldn't was, do that yeah, now. I was like, literally, I would be like watching wrestling clips with my cousin, and we're like both teenagers at this point. Yeah. And we and we would get really curious, especially uh-huh. about like submission moves. Oh and yeah. And so we we put like me and my cousin, we put each other in the sharpshooter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I put my brother in the sharpshooter before. And it's just like, or we'd be like swimming in a lake and we would, and we would just kind of RKO and we would do the thing. Like whenever someone started moving, you had to sell it. Yeah. You absolutely had to, like someone like we are so many RKOs worth of, especially cause that summer was like the, when the big RKO meme yeah. was everywhere. And yeah. so it was just like, everywhere all the time it was just rkos or like we would literally like pick each other up and we would like power bomb each other into the lake we did you wait you were doing fucking power bombs <laughs> yeah in i remember i went to the lake with a couple buddies of mine and i was doing german suplexes yeah. off the dock oh yeah we did that yep i we suplexed each other off the dock i also power bombed him off the dock yes <laughs> we we oh. found this like little like foam like floater board whatever yeah and we would literally we would go because the dock had like this bench on it yeah and we would go and we do like top rope moves i did a shooting star press no you did onto this little like board on in the lake okay we need to do this once we graduate (laughs) just uh there is a video on my mother's facebook page of me at a lake recreating Triple H's entrance. Yes. <laughs> because I learned how to do the like water spit oh thing. God. And I was just like, mom, take my take 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 a video. Take a video. And I, and this I played, is so cool. And I played uh like King of Kings on yes. my phone. Yeah. And I like walked to the edge of the dock and did like the spit and then like oh turned God. around and like kind of did the like shake thing that he does and then yep. it ends. Yeah, and you can hear my mother's disappointment. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like to like to this day, I so so currently I I also like in high school, like my friends knew I watched wrestling because I would I would mention or talk about it every once in a while. Like I remember uh, we talk about uh, doing like an old like a throwback pay-per-view review and mine is always uh battleground 2016 yeah and that's because that's one i also just wanted to go back and watch because i knew i my friends wanted to get together and like listen i rolled with the nerds uh we we're gonna get together we're gonna play some board games but i was just like but it's battleground and so and so my friends came over and so my friends came over and watched battleground with me as we played games and so like it was stuff like that or i would i would go off on an info dump with like whatever girl i was dating at the time and she just kind of smile and nodded i legitimately i have <laughs> taken time off of work to watch mania i took i took the day off of work the year we watched mania together to watch that mania i was supposed to be at work yeah. and i said no it's mania uh i was god where where was I on Fastlane? I was doing something like Fastlane this year. 
and it was Sunday night. So what was I doing? What was I doing two Sundays ago? Were you sitting? No, because I was somewhere. I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was somewhere like on campus and I was with a professor and they it was at like this event and they remarked like, oh, there's not a lot of people here. And I just went, yeah, it's fast lane. Obviously. <laughs> like kind of jokingly, like, of course, like, yeah. And he just kind of looks at me like, what? What's on tonight? And I'm like, what? fast light. Like, it's a wrestling thing. And he's like, okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I, care. I genuinely can't You're a loser. It was. Yeah. Loser. Loser. I have never, because I did in my speech class in the with the professor who was, like, big into wrestling and, like, the Attitude Era and, like, had an NXT encounter in the elevator. He, I've never seen someone so I, excited. I have to ask, because this, this matters to me, was it Lingholm? Yes. Of course God. it was. Of course it was Lingholm. Of course it was. In his class, I I did a speech on professional wrestling, and when I presented my topic, I've never seen someone so excited. And then I went off way too long because I covered way too much stuff. But it's, I I had, it's it's just the whole thing. But I keep getting off track. Yeah. So, so in we... in high school, I like I would just like mention stuff like my. One girl I was dating in high school, her brother looked a lot like a scrawny Elias Sampson. Nice. And so I... Did you just low-key drop Elias' last name? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, because he, he had debuted as the Drifter, and I literally, I had, I don't think I ever had a conversation with her brother, but he walked around with long hair and a beard did, with a guitar over his shoulder. Didn't they try to, I, I was talking with uh, Zemanski about this. Didn't they try to originally get him over by saying he was Honky Tonk Man's son? I don't know, and I sure hope not. I, I I feel like I remember this, that they originally tried to get Elias over by saying he was the son of the Honky Tonk Man. I remember In much before, the same way that they tried to get Big Show over by saying he was the son of Andre the Giant. Or or Carl, Carl Anderson being the nephew of Arn Anderson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the or Bo Dallas as the brother of Bray Wyatt. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> or Bray Wyatt being the son of IRS. <laughs> that was just sad. Or um, but like so I remember when Elias first debuted on the main roster, he was just the Drifter, mm -hmm. and so he just like he, it would just be like a random match on Raw, and you just see Elias just walking through the crowd with his guitar over his shoulder. Because he was the drifter and he was just all over the place. And so, like, people knew I watched wrestling, but I didn't really have, like, any crowd of friends to watch wrestling with. Yeah. Like, I had, like, my my really good friend of, like, 15 years, his older brother watched wrestling, like, religiously. And so, like, every once in a while, I'd, like, have a conversation with him or something. But, like, now, like, I genuinely, I, one of my hopes when I when I came to college, is that I would find a, a, a sort of wrestling community, and then so I like I made just an Undertaker joke to you. Join the vision, and then man. and then on my on, as I was driving home, you're like, you want to watch Takeover with us? I was do, like, do you like wrestling? You like no, you didn't even ask me if I was a fan of wrestling. I didn't. I you, didn't. You just like I made an. So like, and so I was so the, confused at first because I just got a Facebook message yeah. out of nowhere. It's just like. A bunch of us are gonna watch Takeover tonight. If you want to come over, and I was like, "What?" And I was yeah. thinking, "Like, oh, 
I made an Undertaker joke to this so, guy. So to give people context, Aaron and I met uh, the first day of college, your freshman year, which was technically negative year. one day because it was before classes started. Right, but it was at the block party that they held, and I remember seeing this guy. I remember seeing you from the back and just thinking, is that a kid I went to high school with? He's lost a lot of weight. And so I like, <laughs> which, which is saying something, because at the time, I was not a slim individual. Oh, this dude was big. Well, I've uh, also, well, and I've also lost like 50 pounds since then. Yeah. So we, we, uh, so, but I went up to you and I was like, oh, this is. This is not the man who I thought he this was. This is not it. But I also, you just started making these riffs. And I was like, oh, this guy is actually also very funny. And I remember thinking like, oh, maybe I should talk to him sometime. And then we just didn't speak for nope. like four months. Nope. Like, <laughs> it was like two months. Because we met again we met. at the Halloween party. Yeah, we, we met up very briefly at the Halloween yes. party. And then after that, it was another like two months. And then it was after our school's production of Anne of Green Gables. No, it's Letters to Anne of Green Gables. Yes. It was an original adaptation. And we, <laughs> you were having, con- I can't even remember who you were having a conversation with. I think it was maybe Dan Walsh. And I probably not. I haven't talked to Dan a lot. So anyways, uh, but you, yeah, you said like, when when the father died, like the lights went out, and he, you said he sat he up, sat like, up the like the Undertaker, and I just like kind of my my ears, your ears up, and perked I was just like, up. What? Huh? Undertaker? Huh? I think I said it to you because you were part of the conversation really? where I was laughing about it. Yeah, and then I said I just think... like, and he sits up like the Undertaker, and yeah. he walks away. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, maybe. And so then we were watching. So that group of friends that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Ended up, we would watch like old wrestling. We'd literally like meet up in the lobby every night, oh. and we would just sit down and we go, "Okay, what are we gonna watch today?" Oh. And people would that throw out suggestions. In, that sounds incredible, right? And we would just watch homework and make jokes while watching these old wrestling shows, right? And that's actually I got them to watch the entirety of the 2010 Royal Rumble oh. because it's my favorite Royal Rumble. Uh huh. Because it's uh. Sermon on the Mount, and yeah. it's uh, uh, Shawn Michaels' redemption story, yeah. and it's Edge's return, yep. and yeah. Oh, that was it's, 2010. Yeah, that was all 2010. Yeah. That 2010 Rumble had a lot of storylines. Yep. Uh, but 2010 Rumble is one of my favorite. Uh, 2008 with the John Cena return mm-hmm. was one of my favorites. Uh, but we would just, yeah, and like with Rumble season coming around, we genuinely just watched like... So we'd watch like a rumble every night. That sounds awesome. Yeah, like we would just watch different rumbles. And yeah, one time we watched the 2010 rumble. But uh, yeah, we would just sit down there and like every night. Did you just wink at me? You just winked at me. You all absolutely winked first. I did not. <laughs> Anyways, Aaron and I might be having sex after this. <laughs> uh, and so... I was like, oh, maybe <laughs> I'll tell you who off mic. But I, we were sitting down and we were making plans to watch Mania. And I said, yeah, I, like there's this guy, Aaron Stuvey. And you knew my I, name? What? We, we were Facebook friends. That's oh, how I knew Right, name. right, right. Yeah, uh, I remember you added me on Facebook. And I was just like, oh, this I remember this guy. We yeah. never learned each other's names. We never did. Uh, no. Nope. I think somebody had to tell me it. But I was like, there's this guy. 
and he's I met a this guy, fan. and he's really cool. Yeah, he's super. And I I've, said I've like, been thinking about him all day. No, I didn't do that, but I, I I did put you over to the crowd where I was like, oh yeah, like he he's really funny, and I think it would be a lot of fun to watch media with him. And one of the guys was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like I don't care, like uh-huh. I don't do what, whatever. whatever. And another guy just looked at me, and goes, no. no! <laughs> <laughs> My enemy, and he's just like. He just looks at me and he goes, that dude annoys me so much. And I'll, t- I'll tell you off mic. Uh, but I just, I was like, would you mind if I invited him anyways? And he was just like, fine. But I don't know if I'll watch Mania. Was he part of the watching Mania crowd? He might have been there for a little bit. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I remember like I watched Mania 35 from the pre-show onwards uh, uh biggest pop of my life when zach Ryder won the tag titles yes kurt hawkins biggest pop of my life uh but so since then the reason i got into wrestling and we'll touch briefly here just ever so slightly on our wrestling philosophies because at the end of the day i am a story guy right mm-hmm. i need to have a good this is why i like roman reigns so much right now because the stories in his match are awesome. You are not. <laughs> I I disagree. I am very much a story guy. I care about original story. Like I have an issue when the same story gets repeated again and yeah. again. I like I like original story. I like doing new interesting things. And it and it just annoys me when um and it annoys me when it's just like, well, this storyline that's been done 19,000 times, the heel authority figure, let's do it again for yeah. no reason other than it was successful that one time. Well, and I, I'll say this too, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I am much more of the sporting type, right? I, I want wrestling to be presented mm-hmm. like a real sport, right? yeah. like a fight combat sport. And I and I want it to be presented as as theater. Right. You You want a kind of silly, goofy wrestling right like i was genuinely really worried when we watched aw dynamite because i was like okay stewie's either going to hate this and we're gonna have a great podcast or he's going to love it no there's too much production problems in aw for me to that's, like it that's that's the thing that you got caught up on i didn't know yeah was the production was bad the podcast where we were we were railing on them for not telling you how to watch the pay-per-view and i had forgotten to say the name of the podcast in the intro i don't know what you're talking about that podcast never happened maybe it hasn't gone up yet who knows maybe (laughs) aaron might do a shooting star press off of the table on to me after this oh if i can do a shooting star press off of this table that's impressive oh boy (laughs) maybe a frog splash maybe Maybe, maybe not even that. <laughs> I don't have many hops. But uh, so since then, uh, I have been mostly just like messing around with friends and kind of like, I don't even want to say training because it's not, but like <laughs> basically learning how to like take bumps mm-hmm. because I love wrestling so much. Uh, and I remember like a buddy of mine just messaged me one day this summer and and this is a story that I'll I'll go off on and you can tell another one if you've got some fun ones yeah. but uh he messaged me and he said 
my dad is hosting a boxing tournament. Okay. Because he also knows that I'm a boxer, like yeah. that I train in boxing. Sure. Uh, and he, he said, my dad's hosting a boxing tournament, and the ring came today. And he said, I know you're a wrestling fan, and the ring is all set up. I was wondering if you wanted to come do wrestling. <laughs> yes. And I was just like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yep. <laughs> I would react the same way. <laughs> just I just want to run the ropes. I Oh, if yeah. I just run the ropes, I'm so, happy. So we started by running the ropes, and then we would just kind of hit finishers on each other and all of that. And at one point, I attempted an O'Connor roll, oh, God. Uh, which is the name for, uh, if you've ever seen Chad Gable wrestle, mm-hmm. the kind of roll-up German suplex that he does. Yeah. I tried the roll-up part of that, and I forgot to move my head to the side. And so my full body weight, just ended up on my neck. Nice. And I pinched a nerve in my nice. neck. Good one. And so I I can proudly say that I am the only non-wrestler to ever suffer a wrestling injury. <laughs> oh. But that's that's kind of my fun wrestling backstory and wrestling uh fun stories to tell from my time in wrestling. Do you have anything to lead us or to end us off to here end, with? End off with? I don't I don't, I don't think so. I know. So my, every once in a while, my, so I mentioned my, my grandfather still watches wrestling every week religiously. I don't know. Like like your grandfather and I should start a podcast. Right. He'd be great. Uh, We got to get him on the show. Get him on the show. Uh, But let's see if he knows kayfabe is. (laughs) We got to we got to figure it out whether or not he's joking. What if we just broke kayfabe? Oh yeah, because I was uh, sorry. I was also so I'll end on this because you were talking about like your oh it's not real moment. Yeah, and I never had that. Yeah, right because I was never like I came into wrestling knowing it's not real. Mm -hmm. But I remember uh, I remember distinctly watching a friend have his oh it's not real moment. (laughs) Because they were, we were doing like it was after a theater. It was like after a theater rehearsal. Yeah, and we were doing like wrestling moves on. And I was sitting As down do. like I was sitting down like watching and being like, "Oh, you idiots!" Right? Like you know, "Oh, it's all fake!" Right? Right? But I wasn't saying anything because they were having fun. And one of my buddies was like, "Oh, come on, yeah, you can put the uh, walls of Jericho on me, and you can do it like this, and it won't even hurt." And he like does it, <laughs> and you just look at his face when he realized. It doesn't see. It doesn't even hurt. Oh! And he realizes it like <laughs> in that moment, and I'm just like, oh, I like I genuinely felt bad for him because you could just tell like, <laughs> oh, he knew it's not real. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but so now, like, it's always just the most random people who you learn like wrestling, like like one Mister Bless. There is um going up. I'm next week is Easter and I'm going up to visit my brother in Grand Forks. And, uh, <laughs> I met, I met his, his partner like a few months ago and I was talking, I was talking to him and then my brother mentions that like, Oh yeah, he likes rest. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, he's talking about me. He's like, I like wrestling. He's like, shut up. You don't. And I'm like, yeah. And goes like, I love wrestling. And so I had this moment where we just talked about wrestling. Like this man, he owns a Miz t-shirt. Now it's just like, good choice. Good, good choice. choice. Good it's choice. the only bit of wrestling merch he owns, but it's like, good choice. Good choice. For Christmas this year, he got me an undertaker t-shirt. Oh yeah. That's, that's the other thing that I want to, 
want to talk about briefly because so when you're a wrestling fan it's a weird fandom to have because your family like wants to support you in it yep my also doesn't know how my mother bought me a so i really good tickets to so yeah the the house show was like the house show was like a week before my 18th birthday and she was just like my gift to you is like these <laughs> these sec- tickets these second row tickets just like you and your sister are gonna go and i'm just like awesome dope and she's like and here's some money buy a t-shirt yeah. do whatever i was like yes and i they didn't have any good t-shirts because i specifically wanted the balor club worldwide shirt oh sure and so i i, I didn't end up getting i i went uh to like the merch booth and i was like ah because they had a dedicated like intermission to like during the event and i asked that same mean security guard who yelled at children how long the intermission was going to be he goes uh. huh. I'm like what is your job other than just yell at children because you know nothing about what's going on and i that security guard amas yeah. Am- <laughs> oh, that security guard now amas uh <laughs> i remember because my sister wanted me to get her a john cena shirt because she still really liked John Cena. And I saw it and I was like, fine. And so I was waiting in line at the merch table. And my sister got so mad at me because as I'm sitting at the merch table, I hear Alexa Bliss's music hit and I leave my spot at the merch table. I'm like, well, show's starting up. And and That's I great. and so I went in, I went back in and she yelled at me, like, you didn't get a shirt. I'm just like, the matches are starting. Yeah. But after we got back, but- my my mom was like, You didn't you didn't get like a shirt or anything. I was like, yeah, they didn't have anything good. And so I, she was like, fine. And so like, as she's like, all right, additional was like, fine, you're getting a shirt. And so we went on to the WWE shop thing and she was just like, all right, what she's like, cause I knew exactly what shirt I wanted. I'm like, they didn't have the shirt I wanted. And like, and she's like, okay, what shirt do you want? And I was like that one. She's like, fine. And so she ordered like this care package of like, it. Oh, no. so I got, <laughs> I got my Finn Balor shirt. And my sister got two Hardy Boys shirts, a like their current one at the time and a throwback one and Hardy mm-hmm. Boys sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And I got <laughs> so my sister knew what she wanted. My sister, my older sister was just like Hardy Boys, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is the love of my life. I need it. And I'm just like, he's like 40. But <laughs> uh, also a hard drug addict. Also, yeah. And she's like, I don't care. He's hot. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> And so, uh, not gonna lie, Jeff Hardy's a little hot. He's 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 a good looking forty year old man. He, he doesn't look forty. He doesn't he, look forty. He, he somehow he simultaneously looks thirty and also sixty seven. Yes, he does. <laughs> like he absolutely does. He looks young, but just looks like he's been through so mm-hmm. much pain. So my sister like wanted all of those. Like she had shirts that she wanted everything. Which to my sister's credit, like she hasn't watched wrestling since. Does not care and does not care to talk about but she still wears her hardy boys gear because she's like fangirl for life um and so uh i get it and she takes her stuff and i open up and the only thing that the two of them knew when ordering because like they saw the shirt that i wanted it was a finn balor shirt so i got my finn balor shirt which fits horribly because it wwe shirts do not have great fits and the Keep going, keep okay. going. I just had a. I'm, I'm gonna run a bad idea by you off, Mike. Okay, and so um, my Finn Balor Balor Club Worldwide shirt, 
a Finn Balor lanyard, which I used up until my like halfway through my freshman year here because it was like a lanyard where it had like a little buckle thing so you could like take off the lanyard part and just have it be the small part with the keys and i lost the lanyard bit and so for a while i just had this thing and then i got a new lanyard and i used it and a <laughs> the cheapest thing i've ever seen a a glass a gl- a glass glass like a large yeah, drinking yeah. glass yeah. with a giant glued on sticker of the demon <laughs> that just said this is yeah go ahead that go just ahead. has like finn balor written on it this is this is what i was leading into because your parents want to support you yeah but and not just yours like everybody's but they don't know how yep because they don't know what's a cool thing to buy for right like yeah they don't know like i've gotten so many wrestling action figures <laughs> Which I love collecting figures, but you have to get the right ones. Yeah. Because some of them just look so bad. Did you get the Renee Young action figure? I have not yet. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. Uh, no, but the weirdest, it's not even like a gift. The weirdest wrestling thing I have ever received was I was just lying in my bed one day. It was in like 2019, 2020, the last time TLC was in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I have a friend who lives in Minneapolis, and she sends me a Snapchat, and she is just—it is just the backside of the WWE ring truck. <laughs> and I'm like, she sends it to me, and I'm like, cool. And she's like, yeah, it's WWE. Yeah, I thought you would it's like cool. it. That's cool. And it, but it was—it wasn't even like the side that had all the stars. I remember distinctly. It just was like the back with the doors on it, and it just said it was like painted red, and it just said WWE, and had a picture of Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> and she was like, "Isn't it? Isn't it cool? Like it's a WWE thing. I thought you would love it." And I was like, "I mean, yeah. Like it's the ring truck. Like it's cool. You know, it's cool. It's it's nothing. It's nothing. It's neat to just a neat thing to run into in traffic. Yeah." I like, would. like if I if I was like if I stopped at a light in Minneapolis and I saw the trick, I'd, I'd honestly start like I'd be like, "That's really cool," and I'd get really excited just because I'm parked behind the ring truck. Yeah. But like, it's would you climb out of your car and grab onto the doors to try to get a ride to the arena? No. Okay. Never mind. Would you? Anyways, that's our show, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I've got to go reevaluate some life decisions. My name is Ethan Becker, and you can follow me at Real Ethan Becker on Twitter. Uh, I My name is Aaron Stuvey, and you can follow me nowhere because I don't have social media. Stuvey's a smart. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> see you there. <laughs>